0: It's one of the most ridiculous videos I've ever seen, but um, not the only ridiculous video I've ever seen, just more ridiculous than the video before it. It is a video of a man with a bicycle and a garbage bag in a Walgreens in San Francisco, and he's shoveling things off the shelf into the bag. Then he jumps on his bike in the store and just rides away. Security guard just films him and then tries to grab the bag and isn't successful. And this is what's happening in San Francisco. The shoplifting has gotten so bad. 17 different Walgreens stores have shut down. CVS and Walgreens representatives apparently said it's like the hub for organized retail crime. And uh, like I said, it's not the first time. There's another video from, I think it was last year, of women in the cosmetic section just shoveling things into bags. And there's a story from the New York Times from a couple weeks ago. One of their writers said when he moved to San Francisco... He goes to a Walgreens and sees people just walk in and start grabbing things and walking out the door without paying. And he was confused, like, wait, what's happening? It was so brazen. Then he walks into a Safeway, and People are grabbing wine and just walking out. And it turns out, I guess, the way San Francisco, sees it, paying is optional. They are so overrun with crime. Cops just don't bother anymore. And this is what's happening in big cities. We have another more serious story out of, I believe it's Atlanta, where there was a, a, a drive-by shooting and the cops just do nothing. They don't pursue the shooters. They just just stand around and then eventually render aid. People are kind of mad. Why aren't you responding? Well, we're not allowed to anymore. So this is what's happening. In a bunch of other places, we're hearing that police aren't responding to 911 calls anymore. And from this, quality of life is dropping in many big cities. And, of course, people are fleeing. Well, I guess the good news is the more conservative people from these cities will leave and then maybe help make redder areas redder or whatever. But the problem is actually that liberals are leaving the places where they voted in these politicians. And then they're moving to the red areas and voting in those same politicians. So we got a lot to talk about. Of course, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the FBI and, and uh, the Biden administration's plan to target white supremacy. Because apparently that's that's the, the, the big issue, uh, I guess. So, uh, well, joining me today to talk about these topics, we have Emma-Jo Morris. Do you want to briefly introduce yourself?
1: Uh, my name is Emma Jo Morris. I'm deputy politics editor at the New York Post. Uh before that I was in TV. I've been working there for a little bit over a year and uh that's kind of it.
0: Right on. You expo- <laughs> you 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 published that Big Hunter Biden story, I guess, right? Uh,
1: it was <laughs> joint multiple effort. It was no, well, it was uh it was a low-key move uh, a couple of months ago, but yeah, that's that is part of my career. I, I can take credit for that. That's right great. <laughs> we
0: also have Libby Emmons.
2: How's it going? I'm editor-in-chief with The Post Millennial.
0: Right on. Welcome back. Do you want to just... Thanks. Is is that a good enough intro for you? Are you happy with that? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing.
2: I'm also also working on a book about how to make a Mm. conservative arts movement. And that's coming out with uh, Bombardier Press in the fall. Cool. I'm excited about that. I am excited about it, too. It's going to be awesome. Yeah.
3: And then, of course... Come on. (laughs) I wanted to really say thank you to the viewer who said last night, no need to puke. It's Luke. (laughs) I really appreciate that. I'm getting a lot of fanfare for being a simple, humble t-shirt vendor, which you could find out more by going to thebestpoliticalshirts.com and... I might start a cult on LukeUncensored.com, oh. so I have that going for me.
0: What is this shirt you're wearing?
3: Uh, today I'm wearing just two weeks to flatten the curve with uh, Dr. Fauci and our Lord and Savior Bill Gates. That is always Ooh. right, no matter what. The YouTube moderating police should love this T-shirt, as, of course, I am praising the true words that were issued last year, plus some months that still do continue my, my, to My favorite be thing about Bill
0: Gates is that he's not a doctor. <laughs> he's, I think he's a farmer, officially. Like, if, if, you know, that's what, that's what
3: he does. (laughs) He is the largest farmland owner in all of the United States and surprisingly has a lot of influence and a lot of money carefully crafting a PR image of himself that yet still hasn't been able to scrub the connections with Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) I just, I
0: just just, just love like Joe Rogan can come out and make a comment about vaccines and get the meat, everyone in the media just going nuts and screaming, how dare you? And then Bill Gates comes out.
3: And he gives advice, and they're like, we love you, Bill Gates. And constantly talks to Dr. Fauci. As we found out through the Fauci emails, there was constant communication between the two, setting up a policy for the United States, which I think there is a lot of criticism to be had for. Right on. Agreed.
2: That would be like the definition of oligarchy, basically, right? Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's wrong with San Francisco, to be honest. It's a massive wealth, wealth disparity. So there's all these poor people, and they're just taking whatever they want. No one can know anything about it. Let's uh, oh, And don't forget, I actually have a big announcement for everybody who may have missed it. We talked about this yesterday. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We'll have a bonus segment coming up later tonight after this show. And uh, you'll get access to the members-only area. You may have noticed if you are a member, there's a weird formatting thing happening where articles are starting to appear in the members-only section. You see, that's kind of bad news, but actually, it's really good news. The bad news is we we knew there were going to be some formatting issues because the site is currently undergoing a complete redesign. You can still find all the members-only segments when you click it. It'll just ask you to to, to sign in. But you may notice that many of these articles are actually news articles because we are officially getting the ball rolling on the newsroom, and that means Cassandra Fairbanks is officially on as editor-in-chief. I know this triggered many on the left. They're freaking out. They're furious. They're outraged, but her articles are very straightforward, very professional, and whatever their opinion is on her opinions, the articles are fantastic. So we're actually going to be using, I think we have uh, one, uh, two of these articles pulled up we'll be talking about today, but this is all possible thanks to you. We were able to get Cassandra as the editor-in-chief. She's, we're going to be hiring a bunch of people. There's going to be an independent fact checker, so uh, any, anybody who's concerned about any kind of bias from any of our reporters we're going to have someone totally offsite a different place who's going to read through and independently fact check and again, that's with your support as members at timcast.com Now let's jump over to that first story. The amazing viral video. Market Watch reports Walgreens shoplifter fills trash bag with stolen goods and bikes out of store. Bay Area retail theft has seen Walgreens close 17 San Francisco stores in the last five years. Look at this amazing photograph. For those that are just listening, I'll, I'll describe it. There's a woman and she's like exasperated with her hand up as a security guard is literally just filming the guy and the dude's stuffing what looks like what's like a 25 gallon shopping garbage bag he's just dumping things off the wall i wonder what he's stealing what are, are they like they're in like the eye care aisle i think
1: personal goods personal, that's personal Usually, g- what's behind that little wall
0: what do you mean personal goods what's like, that uh, deodorant deodorant this dude is stealing all the deodorant i don't know that he's <laughs> stealing all the deodorant <laughs> How dare he! but then he just hops on his bike and rides away and that's it that's it that's what's been happening in in, in san francisco so apparently there was this uh, proposition back in 2014 that was pushed, obviously, by the Democrat supermajority that would make any shoplifting under $950 a misdemeanor. And at that point, cops are like, well, you know, we're not going to respond to these calls anymore. Once the cops stop responding, more and more people start committing these crimes. More and more people committing crimes means the cops can't respond to everybody. So now it's just it's a riot. Like literally, I would describe this as San Francisco is in a permanent state of rioting.
2: It's a permanent state of shoplifting for sure.
0: But, but, yeah. it, well, Or looting. We'll call it looting. Yeah,
2: I think it is that. And it's because the police officers obviously aren't going to prosecute these mis- misdemeanor crimes. There's nothing for them to go pick these people up. And also, people are just going to get released as soon as they're mm. arrested anyway. So even if they were to arrest people for these misdemeanors, the DA is just going to let them go. It's completely pointless policing. Would this- you want to live there? You know, I would not, in fact. But don't
0: you live in New York?
2: I do, but New York (laughs) is different. Although I will say that, uh, the last time I went to Rite Aid and I tried to pick up some gum, it was in a locked box and Mm. I had to take it. It was gum. 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 It was like a, it was a four pack, you know? So that's serious money, right? But I had to take it up to the front to get it, uh, released from the locked, from the locked box.
3: Another thing that's really incredible here really is that a lot of these stores are closing down in droves. I'm, I'm hearing estimates of 17 Dwayne Reeds being closed in California because of the constant theft. Because well, there's they can't 17 even make, Walgreens in San Francisco specifically. Yeah, yeah, they can't make any money because people are just coming in taking whatever they want. And then uh, the security guard. I mean, that was the most <laughs> hilarious part of the the video that not many people picked up because it was it was saw it was so astounding to see the security guard's literally standing there like. And hey, then hey, the lady hey. next to him is like, hey, should we call 911? And, and the security guard is like, no. no. <laughs> I, I
0: stand the security guard. Security guard's getting paid, what, like 10 bucks an hour? Hmm. The cops don't support the stores anymore. The laws that have been passed are just – it's happening every day. I, I'm, I'm with the security guard in this one. I'd be like – yeah,
2: right. uh, Back in, I think, what was it, 1998, I was working at a hat shop in Philadelphia Uh I don't even know if there's hat shops anymore, but I was working there, and there used to be this guy who would come in every couple of days and steal a stack of hats, and it was just me at the store. A stack. Like a full-ass, like, stack of hats. (laughs) And he'd walk into the store and I'd be like, hello again. How are you? And he'd, you know, I'm going to take these hats. And I'd oh, be really like, well, okay, that. yeah. He'd be like, I'm going to take these hats. I was, I don't know. I was 20. I don't
0: know. No, wait, don't. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, when you
2: take the hats, I'm going to call the police. And he's like, yes, I know you're going to call the police. He walked out of the store with the hats. I called the police. Two hours later, they show up. Mm-hmm. I'm already closing the store. I yep. filed the report. I was walking home from work one of the days. And there he was on the street with a blanket laid out with all the hats. And I was like, hey, how's it going? He was like, how'd that work out for you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and that was it.
0: He should have at least given you one of the hats for free. You know, he
2: really should have. (laughs) My boss, who was this woman who was kind of badass, she was like, you have to go after that guy. And I was like, nah. No, nah, I'm not doing that. I can't believe I can't said possibly that. do that. I'm 20. I'm high. Like I'm not. <laughs> add, add four
0: dollars an hour, and right. we'll tack on security. And then, yeah, no.
2: Maybe. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, to, I was working at Sunglass Hut
1: in university, and I mean, we used to get robbed constantly. But they told us like that was a policy. It's like you don't go after the thieves. I mean, especially in San Francisco, like you don't know if they have weapons. Are you really gonna? Like the security guard How much is he getting paid 20 bucks an hour He's going to Risk oh, getting stabbed Or whatever mm-hmm. For deodorant Is that what you said Yeah He does to get so stabbed Over deodorant There is zero incentive For the cops And even less For the security guard Well
0: so think about This problem I mean How do you How do you How do you solve it then Right I think I think it's, it's I think it's You're right The guy's stealing A bunch of deodorant Why should I care However If you don't stop this guy What happens Everyone starts doing it. It's a permanent state of looting.
2: Well, and that's what's going on. And this was a terrible law. It should never have been passed. I think that's clear. And it also, laws like this, I think it was what, like Prop 47 or something? Laws like like this are completely, they go against what the liberals are trying to do anyway. Because once you have all of these places shutting down, you're recreating the food deserts that so many city policies were trying to avoid. So, who's going to open a grocery store in an area with high crime and then the people who live in that area aren't going to have any food and then you're going to have a food desert and then you're going to have an obesity problem and it's just going to compound.
0: Actually, one of the things uh, I was reading about when the Walgreens started shutting down, elderly people who live in San Francisco can't get their medications anymore because there was was one story about a guy who used to walk downstairs and then walk 10 feet to the, I think it was like a Dwayne Reed or whatever, Mm -hmm. CVS. They closed down because of all the shoplifting. Now he's got to walk miles, like one or two miles to actually get to his pharmacy now and it's only a matter of time before they all shut down you know my favorite thing about all of this though is one of the remedies to, to all the shoplifting has been they, they started putting the items that are getting stolen in lock boxes
2: like my gum yeah. well mm-hmm. what
0: happened was the item so there's a there's a photo that went viral showing uh like hair care products mm-hmm. and the hair care products <laughs> for black people were in a lock box yep. and the ones for white people weren't and the left started saying it was racist. Yep. And it was interesting because I'm sure the manager and the corporation did not go out there and say, oh, well, you know, well, we're going to do this because the company is racist and lock up only the, the, the ethnic minority hair. They were probably just looking at a list of like things that were getting stolen and said, if it's getting stolen, lock it up. And some guy who has no idea what's going on just goes, okay, product 17 and product 34. Now, to stop the shoplifting, they're all racist, I guess.
2: The other thing, too, is that because so many of these stores are just corporate um, chains, You don't have anyone who's working at the store who really cares what goes on at the shop. Yeah. It's not like a local pharmacy that's run by a family or whatever who's going to actually care about what happens there.
3: Well, I think another aspect we're not really considering here is maybe the guy thought it was an Amazon cashless store. It was just walking out. I mean, that's also a possibility here. With his mask on. It was was
0: a mask for COVID. He was just trying to consider it. (laughs) But in
3: all all seriousness, I remember being in San Francisco two years ago investigating the crime that has been happening there. And it's been slowly escalating ever since. I remember walking and just talking about the poop on the street, which there's uh, an exorbitant amount of people – literally taking a crap in the middle of downtown San Francisco. I remember reporting on this, walking by, and there was a woman screaming on the top of her lungs, running across the street, jaywalking. There was police officers behind me as I was doing the walk and talk. Police officers heard this woman scream in the video. You can see this right now, uh, youtube.com forward slash Change San Francisco. And then the cops just decide to walk the other way. And I'm wow. like, what the hell am I experiencing where literally people are... Some would say right now that they're vaccinating themselves in the middle of the streets. They're I'm not sure doing that's that. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just trying to be wearing masks because I, of. COVID. I don't think I don't think they're that available. I think they're injecting something else into their veins into the middle in the middle of the street. But it was it was like a zombie apocalypse wasteland two years ago. And now to see this, these stories and see it escalate and to talk to people who were there, I mean, we're talking about the center of tech entrepreneurs. We're talking about Silicon Valley. We're talking about some of the richest, most influential people in the world who voted for this now having to deal with the ramifications of this. Here's the best part.
0: During the lockdowns, all we couldn't go to the bars. We couldn't go to churches. There was no water cooler. There was no conversation. You couldn't see your neighbors. If you were going to see anything in the news, it had to go through Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and whatever big tech platform. If you wanted to buy a book, it had to be on Amazon or you had to go to, you know, probably just Amazon, to be honest. And these people from San Francisco are regulating the opinions on these platforms, which means the worldview that created the nightmare dystopia that is San Francisco. It's being perpetuated through these platforms, even right now, even with the lockdowns being lifted and our ability to go out and see movies and talk and hang out. Still, for the most part, our opinions are sent through this filter of the big tech oligarchs. You look at how they run where they live. Their opinions should not be the ones we're propping up. But that's exactly what's happening. So it's only a matter of time, to be honest.
2: Well, and these are also people who didn't ever consider ethics. They're only considering algorithms and things like that. They've never looked into the actual effects of what they're doing. And nobody ever taught them how to do any of that stuff because we completely depleted our educational system. So that what do you do? You major in marketing and memes, which, okay, that's interesting, I suppose. But it would help to have some measure of philosophy An understanding of political discourse and perhaps history that isn't entirely filtered through the lens of whether or not it's racist.
0: I I feel like a big component is it's it's it. Well, I'll I'll put it this way. It's funny that there's some capitalist criticism, but then we also have this very serious problem of critical race theory, ideology in our schools. You on one hand have college where it's like a, a large component is ridiculous jobs that are just for making money, but now colleges are being taken over by ridiculous majors that have nothing to do and will never make money. So it's you could either have the one extreme of, like you said, studying memes because memes make money for advertisers or whatever, or... Critical race theory and you know gender sciences and studies, which don't produce
3: anything for society. Hey, there's nothing wrong with memes. Okay, I love memes. The memes are, cool. memes are memes amazing. Are cool. but, but also another thing we have to <laughs> it's understand the here. Best
1: major, you could actually. Get. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> it's
3: problems. probably the most useful one that you <laughs> can actually get the best for money as for your, as your bank. As a component for yeah.
0: marketing, right? <laughs> yeah. But but a lot. Uh, so we, we had a problem for a while where a lot of jobs we had were pointless. Like the Internet Mm -hmm. gets invented. And then I mean, look, no disrespect to my friends who work at fast food. But a lot of these cashiers are being replaced by kiosks. Well,
2: they're they're being replaced by kiosks in part because the minimum wage is going up to fifteen dollars an hour. And McDonald's, for example, doesn't want any part of that. So thanks, Joe Biden, for eliminating a bunch of entry level jobs that could have taught uh, young people how to have a job and show up on time.
0: There's also the issue of unfettered immigration creating low skill competition for those young people. And then the young people actually don't end up working in these places anyway. Then they're told by their parents (laughs) to skip these jobs and go straight to college. Then they get indoctrinated with ridiculous ideology. And then they get out and they're like, why can't I get a job in a newsroom with a gender studies degree? And it's like, because you're an idiot.
2: Did you see the thing now where um – The CBC, I don't know if you follow the Canadian Broadcasting Company, but they've decided to suspend all commenting for articles on Facebook because they don't want their reporters and journalists to feel bad when there's negative feedback (sighs) for their stories.
0: It's such the the stupidest and and most (laughs) fake argument. I'll tell you this, right? There's a bunch of stupid, like, cringy leftists. Who are tweeting outrage that Cassandra has joined and she's gonna be running the newsroom. I, saw some of that. I don't care. I'm like, dude, you, like, you, you guys, you'll literally get fired by your boss in two seconds if you say, like, fart. You know what I mean? You just went off and were screaming at this AP reporter who got fired for having bad opinions. And you know what? I'll eat this one. I was actually saying, well, maybe AP shouldn't hire her, and now there's, there's equal criticism to me because Cassandra certainly got feisty opinions as well. All right, so I'll walk – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we just don't have you – know, you have your reporters focus on, like, if they're going to be opinionated on one thing, maybe they should cover something else. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that criticism. But how are you gonna come out? Taylor Lorenz, who, uh, I, I don't have the biggest issue with, but I understand why people are upset with her and the things she posts for the New York Times. She's, she complains all day and night about journalists getting harassed and how it's wrong, especially women journalists. And now what? I've got Cassandra and she, she's written five articles. They're all very straightforward, regular news. And the left is screaming like it's the apocalypse, digging up her old tweets and posting them and tweeting at me. I'm like, Is this a harassment campaign? Because, you know, when you come out and complain that we tweet at journalists and then you tweet at me, you think I'm going to have any sympathy for you? No, you are all are nuts.
2: Well, the thing is, it's not... the, The thing on the left about uplifting women and, you know, not attacking or harassing women, that only stands for women that share the same leftist ideology. It doesn't actually mean that there's support for conservative women. Emma Jo, I think that you've probably seen this as well. Well, of course. I mean, I remember like when we were doing the hunter stuff
1: you know we were talking about it and and i was thinking about you know obviously what the backlash would be and i was thinking about it and i you know check all these boxes for the people that kind of you know come after you with the pitchforks, and and i was thinking okay i'll be home free because i'm exactly who they would want to uplift you know and i'm breaking a story and it's a big story and i'm a young woman and uh you wh- know, wh- I'm an immigrant. and wh- Which story <laughs> was it
0: specifically, just for people who don't know?
1: I broke the Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, that was my scoop. And I went through the laptop and I wrote all the articles uh, leading up to the election that got the New York Post uh, kicked off Twitter and Facebook. So I, I, you broke I, the internet, basically. <laughs> I, I, I can just imagine
0: that all of the Democrats were cheering, like, here's a, a prominent female journalist proving that, you know, shattering the glass ceiling. I wasn't and-
1: going that far. I wasn't going that far, but I was thinking that they wouldn't attack me personally. You know, I obviously figured they would go after the story, but I figured that I kind of fall into a lot of their protected classes that you often see. And I wasn't expecting that the backlash would be so personal because of that. Oh, dude, these, uh, these people,
0: man, they're nasty people.
1: But listen, but, you know, what you were saying about Cassandra, I don't know about her opinions or nor do I care because it shouldn't really matter. It should be about the work that she does and what she produces for you, I would think. And that was something that came out from the whole thing with, you know, after we broke the Internet and after, you know, the New York Times came after me and, Washington Post and Joy Reid and NPR and whatever you know all the polite people and uh and the post didn't even wince you know that not only were they expecting it and not only did they not care but they were just kind of looking at the story on its merits and uh whatever the people were looking at on my Instagram of pictures from when I worked at Fox you know that was one thing that they were pulling up that I'm a you know a Trump apparatchik cuz I used to work at Fox and I had all these pictures from when I Just got out of school. I was like 23 and I was meeting all these Trump people who were coming to Fox and taking pictures and posting them. And that was supposed to be proof that I was like a political hack. And you know, the employer didn't care because at the end of the day, it's like, what work are you doing? And if we're going to appease like a Twitter mob that, you know, they come and go like the wind and it's, you can't, you can't run a business that way. And, uh, and that's why canceling, trying to cancel me personally didn't work. And that's why it won't work. It won't work with any any business that doesn't bend to it, because if you just don't care, it just passes like a storm.
0: Right, right. I think conservatives also need to stop thinking that these people have legitimate complaints. So uh, for whatever reason, I think people on the right, anti-establishment, whatever you want to call it, because there's certainly liberals who are anti-woke, anti-establishment as well, although many of them are becoming conservative. They seem to think that these people maybe are just misguided. And that if we just have a conversation calmly and rationally, they'll change their minds. That's just absolutely not true. It's just, just not the case. It is so divergent right now. This, this, the, the political factions in this country, there's a bunch of different ones. Some are aligned with others. But the gap between those people who are screaming at you and calling you a Russian agent or whatever and sane, normal people, there's no bridge. There's no words you can say. There's no convincing them. And and many of them probably know they're, they're nasty evil disgusting vile people they they they, they are trolls who go on. look at Chrissy Teigen for instance right oh. Teigen or whatever her name is she had that tweet where this guy was begging her please take down that fake post I never mm-hmm. said those words and she's like too bad you're a racist and I'm gonna watch you burn they know they're evil they know it
2: well they think they're entitled because they think that they're right and they think that they're right because they never examine their views they don't examine the undercurrents uh, that are that are holding their perspectives in place And they would find that they're not there. I mean, these liberal ideologies are like shifting sands. You know, you stand in one place and then suddenly you're somewhere else because nothing, there's no stability underneath these, uh, there's no foundations to it. So if we're not consistently and constantly examining our belief systems to try and understand what we believe and why, you know, I say this all the time. Then we then we have nothing. Then we have nothing at all.
1: I don't think it's a belief system. I wouldn't. I no. I don't think it's that sincere. I think it's a. It's like a character. It's a personality. It's somebody who's ready to take a bludgeon and hit whoever's in front of them. Um, I mean, come on. This isn't like about morality. It's about. It's about having like Chrissy Teigen. It's about having the right to push somebody around and get praise for it. Um, But like you said, it's like shifting sands. There's no continuity. There's no like,
2: I think they just think there's no, you don't think so. I think they think that they have a moral superiority about it.
1: I think that that's a shroud. And that's something that's used to like get props for what they're doing. But I think underneath that, it's just more about control and, and I don't want to use the word. Yeah. It's about bullying. I think arsonist. Yeah. Yeah. They,
0: they, they take pleasure in destruction. When, so those, uh, uh, those, those direct messages that got released showing Chrissy Teigen's messages, the story, I guess, basically is this guy was accused of being racist because someone photoshopped him saying, I guess, the N-word. And he, Chrissy That's Teigen... That's
2: okay when you're Hunter Biden, though. Right, yeah. right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so Chrissy Teigen posts an image, I guess, on Instagram or something like that. He her say, messages her saying, please, I never said those things to fake photo. Like, this is, de- this is destroying me. And he was having suicidal ideation. And she's just laughing. She's like, ha, 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 I don't care. Screw you, you're racist, you deserve it. But he didn't actually say those things. She doesn't care. She comes out later and admits, yeah, I was a troll, I was screwing with people, it is what it is. These are just evil people who enjoy watching others suffer.
1: I don't think it's even evil. I think it's like an insecure husk. You know, like, if you think about, like, who does that? (laughs) It's people who who need a source of, like, feeling good about themselves that doesn't come from anything other than kind of, like, Imposing whatever they're doing and then getting likes for it,
0: I mean watching someone suffer and laughing about it that, that's like that, that feels evil to me
3: well a lot that's of this is the
2: definition uh, of mirth yeah. mirth is taking joy in someone else's pain.
3: a lot of this is also surrounding narcissism and ego, and what we were talking about earlier, these social media algorithms that incentivize it and and reward it. If you look at what gets promoted, what gets talked about, what the algorithm pushes on the general public, it's usually drama, it's usually fighting, it's usually putting someone down, and it's promoting the larger divide and conquer agenda that makes people want to attack each other and not really truly look at the true cause of their problems in their lives. So I, I think, you know, there is an element of evil, you know, cats torture animals for some, for, for some reason, there is an element of just that, there is an element of business incentive, knowing that you're gonna get more followers, more retreats, more likes, If you do start that drama. And I think there's also even a bigger agenda, possibly even above that, uh, pushing people to hate each other and fight each other. That also, again, psychologically, people are doing without even knowing that they're doing it themselves.
0: There's this viral thread from some like crackpot guy who's like fascism is back. Here's proof. And it was the story about Ron DeSantis banning critical race theory in Florida. And then he just like creates this. Weird version of reality where what Ron DeSantis is doing is comparable to what the Nazis did, I guess, which makes no sense. And then he just like, he's like, the Nazis were banning, you know, knowledge and books and this is it and it's happening. And it's like, bro, (laughs) you guys have been banning books for years. Like Amazon literally bans was at burning books. And, and they, these people genuinely are freaking out, waving their arms and they are screaming that fascists are taking over. It is kind of funny when you think about the right when they were like, ah, the, the cultural Marxists and the communists are taking over. And it's like, you know, the thing is, there's an objective reality. And if you read CBS, if you watch CBS and Fox News, you'll get a hard dose of reality and say, huh, I kind of understand what's what's happening. The thing is, conservatives, uh, according to at least once a day, I cite a million in one time. I've cited a million in one times. Conservatives do read about a third of their news from mainstream liberal sources. Moderates read about a third of their news from conservative sources liberals 95 to 100 percent of their news comes from liberal news sources
2: that's exactly what happens when i mean when i talk to liberals that i know the ones that are still talking to me which are not that many i'm mostly just in my family they don't really have a choice but anyway yeah they don't see the same news that i see at all there's just no there's nothing to connect it yeah
3: there's
0: it's, there's it's this, hard there's, to watch there was a guy who got uh, he's like a, a call of duty gamer i guess and someone he, he tweeted about a video about something political and he was like this is crazy what's happening Someone said, Hey, you should watch, like, you should read Glenn Greenwald, Matt Tybee, and watch Timcast. And then he said something, like, absurd about me that was based on grifters who will, like, pull clips from the show, take them out of context, mm-hmm. and then repackage them. And there was a story about Democrats and segregation or something. I can't remember exactly which segment they were talking about. But he said, It's not true. It's clearly a lie. And I won't even watch the video. And then I mentioned something about Democrats, even at the federal level, signing on to a bot, to repeal. Uh, uh, the the anti discrimination the ra- the anti racial discrimination policies from their constitu- constitution in California all of these Democrats like even at the national level were saying to california like yes we agree with you removing your anti discrimination po- uh, provision in your own constitution so that they could implement racial policies in universities, which is that we 've seen segregated dorms mm-hmm. we 've seen uh, race based uh, selection for for schools so that i always tell I always tell people. What, what the Democrats want to do with with universities is there's a kid whose skin is too much of one color and, you know, so they tell him, you, you can't go to the school. You look too much like those other people. That's literally what their plan is. This guy responds with, well, why haven't I seen that story?
2: Well, because like, you're yeah. not looking for it, guy. Well, if, if, <laughs> if, if you're all you're a, reading yeah. is
0: fake news, yeah like at this point... It is so painfully obvious that the mainstream media is just like more than half lies. I'm not going to say it's all lies. There's a lot of really basic stuff. I mean, we're reading a lot of this news right now. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the video of the guy shoplifting that story from Market Watch is a real story. You can watch the video. But when it comes to politics, it's just <clears throat> word vomit. They just make up trash.
2: Well, they are making up trash. And I think that you, know, you mentioned DeSantis banning critical race theory in schools and that gets picked up by, you know, your attacker, Joy Reid and other people by say you know, and they're saying that uh, they're banning the actual teaching that slavery existed. And, you know, <laughs> and it's like none of that is true. And if you actually look at the bills that are that are coming up in these legislatures, uh, they're saying things like you cannot teach that one race or ethnicity is better than another. Right, right, right. You know, it's like doubling down on actual uh, anti-discrimination policy. Look. And the thing, too, is critical, you know, the, another thing that's coming out now is this idea that critical race theory is not being taught and the left is like, no, critical race theory isn't being taught. That's not what's going on. And no, critical race theory is not being taught. It's being embedded in pedagogy. It's being completely, you know, linked in with every aspect of curriculum so that you can't take it out. It's not that it's being taught. It's being indoctrinated. There's the, a difference. No, and, but the thing that's such a troll
1: now is like, Nicole Hannah Jones, or is that her name? 1619. Yeah. She's on Twitter like, this is why, (laughs) you know, because it's starting to be banned and that's now proof that it's all true. (laughs) So,
0: so, but, but, uh, you were completely right. It's indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And they're, so if they want to teach about critical race theory, great. Why are we teaching fifth graders about an academic college level theory? What they're actually doing is teaching the ideology of it. But Mm -hmm. more importantly, like you were saying, when they come out and they're like, no one's teaching this. Technically, they're telling the truth. They are telling the truth. There was this really great meme image I saw. I should not say it to me. It It went viral. It was an image from a workbook from a grade school. You, you ever you, you know the old trope of the college, the school the school uh, math question a train leaves pittsburgh traveling at 70 miles an hour yeah, and a train leaves cincinnati traveling at 40 miles an hour if they're just if they're this far apart how long until they crash or whatever there was this problem that was getting shared around and it said it showed a picture of a white guy and a black guy and it said john is a white man who has been stopped by the police three times in the past year harold is a black man who's been stopped 394 times if the difference is like what 's the percentage of of times the black man has been harassed by police, something like that like that 's indoctrination it sure is totally unrelated things that are using the 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 cult ideology in in just like you were mentioning right in Math problems that are unrelated. That's how they get they get around. It's in
2: math problems. It's in art classes. It's in history. It's in literature. It's in literally every aspect of it. And when they're done with you know embedding critical race theory and everything, uh, they're also um, they're also pushing in um, climate alarmism as well. Not to take anything away from climate change being a thing, but teaching kids what opinions to have before you give them facts about what's going on is. That's indoctrination. You know what, <laughs> you know what, what I... Th- that is.
0: When it comes to the climate change stuff, I think the global elites are betting on winning because they're buying beachfront property. Right. So they're basically telling everybody like, hey, if all of you give up all of your luxuries, we'll save the world. by the beachfront in Miami. Because <laughs> their bet is, if we make all the poor people own nothing, we get our private jets, we get our yachts, we get our beachfront property. That's the
2: plan, baby. There was a... This hysterical thing that happened yesterday where in New Zealand there's a what is it, schools schools climate strike, school strike for climate it's like the Greta Thunberg thing and there's branches everywhere so the Auckland branch of the school strikes for climate decided that they were going to completely disband They were formed in 2019, but there's too much systemic racism in their group of 8 to (laughs) (laughs) 18-year-olds. So they've decided to completely disband, stop dealing with the climate thing at all, and only uplift the uh, black indigenous people of color who are working to do it. So all the white people are like, you know what? We can't possibly do this work because we're not you. So y'all do this work. And we'll, we'll pump you on social media, okay? And that's how we know we're anti-racist.
0: That's amazing. It's, it's like amazing. we, we burned down your neighborhood in riots, and we think you should rebuild it because it's yours.
2: It's <laughs> yours. You guys deal with it. You guys know better than us. So we're going to go sit over here and I, be, we, you know, worthless white people. We we,
0: we got problems, man. It's not even – like, like that's, that's New Zealand you said, right?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, New Zealand is a disaster. Jacinda Ardern with her, like – global censoring the internet project that she's trying to get everyone on yep. board with because of the Christchurch We We massacre. are lucky that
0: we have a, a constitution in this country. Otherwise, we'd yeah. be dealing with the same fate as Canada, which is just
3: like randomly arresting people or the UK. It's a mess. What is the UK doing? More lockdowns? <laughs> they announced more lockdowns when their deaths have been going down and they're extending it. Was uh, it like is four weeks absurd. or something? Yeah, I mean, they're at a four week low. It continues to go down, but the UK government still is like, well, we, we need to lock down more because of this Indian variant, which, which again doesn't correlate with the hospitalizations, the cases and the numbers. A lot of this is, you know, in my opinion, more about control. And when we look at the lockdowns, when we see the larger effects of them, we, we don't see any efficacy. We don't see any scientific data showing that they actually helped, especially with states like Florida and Texas disproving a lot of the big data surrounding uh, this particular case. But, but w- w- what did the lockdowns do? They helped out the billionaire class because the billionaire class was allowed to be open. Amazon, Walmart, Costco, whatever other special interests Business as usual. You it run a church, you run a business, horrifying. you're screwed. And then you know, another thing that happened, there's, there's this horrible video, I tweeted it out today, and, and it's heartbreaking of a father being arrested in front of his children because he practices religion in canada and held religious services and seeing videos like that infuriate me because it, it it also plays into what we were talking about in the beginning of this broadcast these huge waves of violence that are taking over major cities not just in san francisco atlanta new york but, but hold on yeah.
0: I, that, that point you made about the guy getting arrested remember when the when the pandemic first started and we saw those videos out of wuhan Where the Chinese authorities were dragging people out of their homes, Mm -hmm. and we were like, "Wow, China's crazy!" And then it happened in Canada, like (laughs) hundreds of times. Australia, in Quebec, it happened. It even happened here in the U.S. And it's
3: happening right now as we're speaking. As Florida, Jewish community in New York City, yeah, yeah, as Florida's doing huge open concerts, twelve thousand people at the Bitcoin conference canada you can't even have a religious service which is absolutely infuriating and when police officers you know a lot of their time a lot of their resources were spent directly at shutting down businesses at shutting down church services and they did it happily and at the same time, what did cities like New York City do? They released violent criminals onto the street. The resources for the policing went towards innocent people. Innocent people were sent to jail, were, were, were prosecuted, were punished for doing everyday average things. And now the United Kingdom's saying we need more lockdowns. So what you're it's saying ridiculous. is, So what you're saying is uh, abolish the police. I think there's a discussion to be had, <laughs> especially when it comes to policing, and I'm not afraid to, to say that. I, I think that, you know we definitely need to have that conversation, especially w- what's happening in Atlanta. There was a drive-by shooting. There's videos of police officers standing by and deciding not to intervene or do anything because the mayor banned them from even uh, doing pursuits in the city so, of Atlanta.
0: So there's a, a report from Michael Tracy. About all of the ridiculous COVID fines that police were were writing for regular people for, th- th- for nonsense. There was one story, I think it was out in New York, a Jewish guy, he had, his store was closed, but he opened the door That's for right, fresh a air. Restaurant. Yep. And mm-hmm. then the cop comes, the, the, or the, the health, inspe- health yeah, official the health is like, we're going to write you a fine. And he's like, why? I'm closed. I'm like, door's open. Sorry. Door's
2: open. It was interesting. A year ago, because the churches were all closed, I think it was in Pittsburgh, a church group decided to hold their service in Walmart. Yeah. And that was amazing. I, it was so infuriating to watch as all of the corporate, like we were talking about, Luke, all of the corporate interests got to keep their businesses open and the little shops closed down. In my neighborhood, like a ton of little shops are gone. Yep. And it's it's sad to see. The Rite Aid is still there with the gum in cages. But. They,
0: exactly. they got people to worship the Lord in Walmart. They sure did. That is... Okay, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you, 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 you could not have written a future nightmare dystopia that, like, that bad. What do you think? Because yeah. y- y- when they were writing 1984, they were like, well, people were still, like, practicing their religious ceremonies, you know, in private. Well, not really. 1984 was like, worship big brother. But at the very least, man, we, we could, we could, we could go for an, a, 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 a nightmare dystopia where we go to the corporation for our religious ceremonies. Cause it's the only place the government allows.
2: It's like Wally. Yeah. That movie was so prescient.
0: Yeah, man. I think, you know, honestly, it's uh, it's it's Mike Judge <laughs> is a prophet. Yeah. Idiocracy. That was amazing, too. Idiocracy. But we, we, so was we had, uh,
2: did you ever see E.M. Forrester? I mean, it's not a film, but he wrote a book called uh, The Machine Stops. Mm-mm. And it basically, it takes place in the future. He wrote it in what, like, I think 1911, 1918, somewhere around there. And everybody lives in their own little box. Everyone lives in their own little cube. They interact with each other through what's called the machine. They deliver speeches to the machine. They react to each other's lectures through the machine. They ask the machine to bring them things. The machine brings them, you know, someone to sleep with and then takes their children away and puts them in a different little box. The earth is uninhabitable and they don't know how to interact with one another. It's like being in a chicken coop. It kind of is, except it's also kind of like COVID lockdowns.
0: Yeah, man. Idiocracy. So what? So uh, what? We have uh, uh, Donald Trump as president. He's literally in the WWE Hall of Fame. He is.
2: He actually is? Yeah, he
0: actually yep, is. He is. The actual and
2: individual of Donald Trump. Donald is. Trump <laughs> is in the
0: WWE Hall of Fame. He was okay. the president of the United States. And like Camacho in Idiocracy is like this wrestler. So not one for one, but so much of that seems to be coming true. And it's, it's, it's rather nightmarish. But, you know, it's not, it's not completely. Obviously, the movie is very different. But there's funny things to point out about it. I'll tell you what's really disconcerting is when you, you, you look at the policies coming from Democrats, the ideology coming from the left, the things they believe. Like, like I, I, which one who I think, Libby, you were mentioning this. It was a shifting sand or was that you, Emma? Like shifting sand beneath them. Yeah, you, you were saying this. They have no real moral framework or foundation. It's just whatever is convenient for them to own the cons, to gain some kind of victory. There's no morality. There's no framework. It is just literally, in my opinion, is fire. Our, our, our country, our culture is a, is a house made of brick and stone. We built it over a long period of time. We got some weird rooms in this place, that's for sure. And then along comes new ideology that just starts burning and destroying these things. There's no real rhyme or reason to, to, to their ideologies other than we're right and we want power.
1: But it's just, like, one thing that's, I mean, there's so much of this that you could have never predicted. I mean, I remember talking about some weird virus that's going on in China in January and seeing some weird videos and, oh, but that, you know, won't actually come. You know, they've had SARS before and it hasn't come. But, yeah, so, you know, there's been so much that you really couldn't predict standing here now a year ago. But the thing that I find really striking is people's willingness to go along with whatever
3: I remember just having my jaw drop, hearing the stories and understanding that Wuhan was allowing international flights, but not domestic flights in China. Hearing that, I was like, wait, what's going on here? I remember hearing about the Wuhan laboratory. You talked about it, automatically cut on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook— uh, just utterly deleted. And, and the control of social media, I think, you know, you kind of talked about it a little bit, talking about how unethical they are and how, uh, you know, they're just doing things for profit. And, and I think that this deserves a larger conversation because they, they essentially are the ones that are c- controlling communications, mm-hmm. controlling so many important aspects of our life that if, if it was free, if information was free flowing, we could have dealt with this in such a way better fashion. But we judge we uh,
2: judged our information, right? We judged it through the lens of ideology. So instead of saying like, here's some information, let's look at it objectively, let's measure it against reality, let's have you know, let's have an open discourse. We measured it against our concerns that you know, saying the virus was from China was racist. We
3: measured (laughs) it. (laughs) Not
2: Trump. He called it the Kung flu. Well, that was. And they told you to
3: to go to the Chinese Day Parade in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you
2: had Bill de Blasio and Nancy Pelosi both saying, come out to Chinatown, stop being racist. You had them saying that Trump was overblowing the virus and then so quickly thereafter saying that he wasn't taking it seriously enough. Um, And it turns out that I think HHS under his um, under his leadership was dealing with it in January, but we don't look at reality. We don't look at information objectively. We look at it through the lens of, you know, our political priorities. And that's a real problem. And that is a problem of leadership specifically, but it's also a problem for us who keep voting for these people who don't have any concern other than maintaining their own power base. But I even think that's, like, too meta. You know, like, human
1: functioning and, like, human cognition has existed longer than, like, the Internet-controlled our communication. And, peop- like, you would think that there would be some level of, like, functioning and thinking that goes outside of the prism that, like, big tech and the media present information to, like... You know, we were talking about how draconian it got. And, you know, for instance, I, I got a trespassing ticket during COVID, I will admit. Trespassing? Trespassing um, for playing squash in a, a park. Um, wow. Because, wow. you know, in New York, they closed playgrounds and I needed to exercise. And I wasn't about to just run around in a circle on a track. I wanted to play with the racket. So I hopped a fence to a squash court and got caught by so police. Y- so
0: you're confessing. Right now. Oh, oh, I've already,
1: I've already pleaded guilty and paid my ticket. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm home free, but no, but you know, so I got this ticket for trespassing, playing alone in a park, in a gated, like, space, and I was nowhere near anybody, and there was no infection that was happening at that moment. And I got, and I was thinking about the ticket, and I'm like, is there not, no capacity or for nuance to distinguish between something that's dangerous and harmful and something that's not, like, the the how reticent people are to go along with something that makes absolutely no sense for the sake of just being like a bot for for our like ruling and class i guess is just like that blew we me were talking away about, about covid this. that was like, something and that has nothing to do with the media or with tech that has to do with your own judgment
2: but it also has to do with how far you have to be pushed in order to fight back against something right most people pretty much just want to live peacefully they just want to take their kids to school they want to get dinner on the table they want to relax on the weekend and so until the point comes and we were talking about this before until the point comes when you can't get dinner on the table
3: yeah
2: and unless you're pushed past that breaking point what you're going to do is you're going to do your job and you're going to get dinner on the table and you're going to try and take care of your kids and that's what you're going to do well
0: i i'm 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 uh i don't know what the right word is I'm skeptical that the same things that led to, say, the Arab Spring or traditional revolutions, we've seen it with food, will have a, will have the same role, particularly because millennials don't have kids. It's really, really easy to feed one person. Mm. But a lot of these revolutions, it's because food is becoming too expensive. Why? Well, people have children. So when it comes to the point where your kids are being threatened, a person will go to great lengths to protect their children. Millennials don't have any. Yeah. I mean, well, they do obviously, but They've they're disproportionately dogs. less.
2: They've got things like cockapoos and
0: yeah, little all little of that. little. What are what are those little pomeranians? They've yeah, got they, pomeranians. They look little like yappy things. Little yappy things.
2: It is. Uh, I will say though that the um, the stuff shortage in the U.S. I think is uh, getting worse. My I, I only have one child, but my grocery bill keeps increasing by something like twenty-five or thirty dollars every every couple of weeks. Yeah, so it's crazy. my normal grocery bill for like, you know, your basic trip to the grocery store, a little bacon, a little pasta and some fruit, whatever, who cares, is be like 50 bucks. And now I'm up to like 125 for the same stuff.
0: We went to a local grocery store and I was just getting some basics. I, I can't remember what we were going to make. I think we we're doing like a taco night or something. And it was like $300 for not even that much meat, sour mm-hmm. cream, you know, avocados. And I was like, this is a mistake. And then I was like... Everything was just – it added up. And I was like, what? This is mind-blowing to me. Like, how did it get so expensive? We didn't have a full yeah. cart.
2: I'm buying way less meat than I used to. It's not like I was buying that much of it. But now there's just like one night I'll make my kids some pork chops. There, th- <laughs>
0: there, there is something interesting happening, though, in terms of you, – you were talking about, like, the indoctrination uh, uh, about people just willing to go along with whatever's being said. Something interesting happened. We had the story from TimCast.com. John Stewart shocks Stephen Colbert in rant about lab leak being the most rational explanation for COVID. I don't know if you guys saw this, but John Stewart appearing on the Late Show with Colbert had Colbert on de- on the defense, Colbert trying to wa- stop John Stewart who was basically just going off saying he's like, "You come to me and tell me there's a novel coronavirus that's released." And you want to figure out where it came from. Why don't we ask the lab that literally works on the novel coronavirus where it may have came from? And when you ask them, hey, where did this come from? They go, maybe a bat mated with a pangolin. And, you're, and this is Jon Stewart. He gets up right into the camera. Colbert desperately tries to make it seem plausible that it wasn't China. This is what freaks me out. A lot of people have been saying like, oh, they think we've been infiltrated by China and their influence has taken over. Mike Pompeo said the Chinese uh, Communist Party has infiltrated every facet of government from city to, to local, to state, to federal government. And then you see this. Why is Colbert so desperate? He's like, ma- maybe the lab is there because of all the bats. Bro, there's no, there's no, there's no bats there. They got the bats from hundreds of miles away. They John Stewart in. is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, And this is interesting. I don't know if John Stewart will actually be a wake-up call for regular liberals. Maybe. But Jon Stewart is, is interesting. He's like, he was frozen in carbonite almost. He's like the Han Solo of our generation, right?
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
2: apply. See website for details.
0: Back when he was still on the show, he was honest. He praised Project Veritas for their reporting. He would he would criticize Obama when Obama was deserving of criticism. But he was a liberal. He was a, he was a Democrat guy, not necessarily a Democrat guy, but he, you know, liberal. He leaves. Now he's coming back in the limelight with a Twitter account. And all of a sudden, the left is calling him a Republican. Colbert says, when did you start in- interning for Ron Johnson? Right. That's creepy. That's creepy level tribalism that John Stewart doesn't exist in.
2: Yeah, it was interesting, too, because the backlash on Twitter was so severe against Jon Stewart saying things that are not only completely obvious but have been obvious for a long time and that The Washington Post recently had to completely walk back. Yeah. everything that they said about this, the, the, the lab leak theory. Oh, I'll,
0: I'll be fair to Washington Post. In May of last year, they ran an op-ed talking about lab leak. However, as soon as the Republicans started saying it, Tom Cotton, they were like, oh, this is a conspiracy and y'all are nuts.
3: Their take on today's issue was pretty telling. They wrote an article, uh, an opinion piece that was titled John Stewart's Rant is a Reminder Don't rely on celebrities for COVID-19 theories.
4: Meanwhile, this is the
3: same media publication that a few months ago had a headline article saying Dwayne The Rock Johnson urges fans to wear masks (laughs) after he and his family get COVID-19. A real kick in the gut. I mean, obviously, these people don't have any morals, don't have any objective stance on issues. All of it, a lot of it is power. A lot of it is ego. but, But a lot of this is sociopathic, insane criminal behavior in my opinion because what john stewart said made absolute sense he brought and concluded facts that people were talking about for a very long time that have been censored away from the general public and stephen colbert i don't know what they did to him but they did something because if you remember his show even on comedy central he was hinting and pointing at issues that were pretty poignant that were pretty populist that were pretty important i remember even talking to him about bilderberg which he knew a lot of things about extensively and now he's literally doing commercials for Big Pharma, promoting the vaccine. There, there, in one of the clips, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but he released a video of him dancing around with, with singing vaccines. Telling you how you need to take the COVID-19 vaccine because it is safe. It is effective. Johnson and Johnson are our heroes. Pfizer's going to help you. Literally, it's a sick, disgusting clip of him dancing around Here's- and saying, if you're one of my family members, you don't take this vaccine. You're not welcome to any of my events. It, it was, it was repugnant to, to say the least, but, but this is a man that literally just, it, it looked like he was doing a commercial for Pfizer. Uh, th- look, it's, it's, it's weird how the
0: left has become instantly pro-Big Pharma when they're always very critical of it. They've I'll, I'll, been
2: pro-Big Pharma for a while, I think. I mean, you the, can see The establishment, I guess? Yeah, I think they have been. If you look at... Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> um, when it comes to the, the vaccines, the biggest issue I take with celebrities giving medical advice is that they're going to write articles saying don't do it, right? They're, they're saying, oh, John Stewart is exactly why I don't listen to celebrities. Colbert's literally doing it. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who is dealing with nerve damage, because we th- what we think happened was he was given bad medical a- advice. What, what, I guess what they're saying is that you're, you, you need a doctor to tell you if you can get the vaccine. For most people, there's no issues. But if you've had COVID within a certain time frame, there may be an adverse reaction. Don't, ask, don't, don't come to me for advice. I'm telling you a story about my friend. You talk to your doctor to get sound medical advice, right? But I'll tell you this. My, my friend didn't get that advice. He's now learning about this after the fact. And he's dealing with nerve damage in his arms and legs. I'm not trying to freak people out or plan any conspiracy or anything like that. I'm just saying maybe you shouldn't go to Stephen Colbert or Joe Rogan for your medical advice. Maybe if John Stewart wants to make a political point about a lab in China, has nothing to do with whether or not he's advising you to take medication. Yep. They want to come out and claim that Joe Rogan, for, for making his comments about vaccines, saying if you're young, this is what Joe Rogan said. He said if you were young, you shouldn't get it. I don't think Joe should be giving advice. I don't. Not, yeah. I don't think Dr. Fauci should either because regular people have very specific medical needs their doctor needs to inform them of. So if Colbert is going to come out and do a commercial for Big Pharma and vaccines, it's on the same level as Joe Rogan doing the same thing. You need to talk to a doctor. And if you don't like their opinion, you get a second opinion, you get a third opinion. And I always tell people this, make sure you're not getting a political opinion.
2: I think that's important. and I, But I do think that the left has been shilling for Big Pharma for quite a long time. They're very interested in promoting all kinds of drugs and turning children who are gender dysphoric into lifelong medical patients Uh, this has been going on for quite a while they were pushing the um antidepressants for kids and pushing the you know focus medication for kids they've been doing this for decades
3: how can how can anyone trust big pharma after the opioid epidemic That ripped through and destroyed middle America that that is still causing severe effects. I mean, but it's not just the Democrats. It's also the Republicans. I mean, Donald Trump wanted to call the COVID-19 vaccine the Trump scene. Right. And he's the one that authorized emergency uh, use of this. He's the one that, that pushed for this. He's the one that wanted, you know, to be congratulated by Pfizer.
2: But you also had Kamala Harris and Andrew Cuomo both saying in the fall that basically they, were skeptical. they were skeptical of the vaccines. And then as soon as Joe Biden becomes president, exactly. it's you know, everybody roll up your sleeve. Yeah. Can
0: I just uh, read a story for you guys?
2: Go for it. This
0: is from The Guardian. Friday, 23, May 2003. Bayer Division knowingly sold HIV-infected protein. Yep. So oh, I, 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 I'll I put it this way. Look, I'm not a doctor. I don't have all the answers. Uh, I can't tell people what to do. That's why I always say you got to go to a doctor. There are a lot of people that tell me, like, oh, I don't trust my doctor. And I'm like, dude, if you don't trust your doctor, then I don't know who you trust. Like, you go to a different doctor and you don't trust them. The fact is, when I go to the doctor and they prescribe me some weird name, I don't know what that is. I'll Google it or look it up because ultimately you're responsible for your own health. But we're talking about massive multinational corporations, and they're more concerned with their bottom line. They don't exist to save you. They exist to make money and sell a product. When we can look at history and see... Bayer knowingly sold HIV infected protein. I think it's fair to say you're not, you're allowed to be skeptical of massive multinational corporations. Yeah, well, you very
2: should least. be skeptical of that, of course, across the board, no matter what it is that they're selling.
3: Yeah. Well, they're criminal institutions. If you look at some of the big pharma agencies, I don't even want to mention because I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but if you look at some of the big pharma agencies that are behind some of the medical procedures here, a lot of them have been previously charged with bribery, corruption, have been heavily fined, and have been caught buying off doctors to push for policies along with politicians that mainly benefited them and when you look at i mean a lot of people really do not understand the severity of the opioid epidemic and the level of of horrendous horrible addictions that it caused all throughout middle america and that story is underreported significantly because if you even just drive around you see entire cities with doctors that were paid off that absolutely ravaged and destroyed them I, from the from the very up
0: i gotta i gotta read the story sorry i don't, no, I don't no, 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 to no. interrupt but uh luke brought the story before we started from abc news 899 people got expired vaccine doses at times square site health officials say 899 people received expired COVID 19 vaccine doses okay I, they just repeat the headline but anyways from the from abc <laughs> news reporting from the ap and that, that's basically it. They say ATC Vaccination Services, the company that administered the shots under contract to the city, said in a statement, we apologize for the inconvenience to those receiving the vaccine in question and want people first and foremost to know that we have been advised that there is no danger from the vaccine they received. That's good news. I think what they're saying is that basically it's just ineffective. Like, because it was expired, people basically so just the got the expired nothing. part
2: was like it was thawed for too long? Is that the idea?
0: I don't. I don't know exactly. Well, Maybe. But the the, the the reason I read the story is. I don't like the idea that we do these like in front of Seven Eleven medical you know uh, procedures. It's like there's a reason why you go to a doctor and ask for advice. They they go to school yeah. for this. They're not perfect people. They're regular people, but they specialize in certain fields. Yeah. You don't like their opinion. You can always get a second opinion. But when you show up
3: to one of these like this in- was a pop up in Times Square that was the former NFL Experience. <laughs> this right. is literally it. And and the employees there couldn't look at the expiration date, which is on the product. I mean. It, that just how can you people have trust? I in this I, mean, I, mean, I think I'm, I'm, Tim, I
1: think you're onto something too. You know, like you're saying, you know, it's it's important to have a relationship with your doctor, and it's important to consult your doctor and make a decision. You know, that's and this is coming from a Canadian. You know, I think Americans there's a certain decadence to the superiority of the American medical system from any other in the world, and and it's I think it's lost on a lot of Americans. You know, big pharma and I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying about the opioid epidemic is horrific and there have been so many there have been so many issues with big pharma and I'm not like you know I've heard the stories and I'm not discounting them and that's important and fair but there's also a level of personal responsibility that comes into taking medication you know and I'm not blaming people who are addicted to heroin for their addiction to heroin but but I mean well I should say I'm not blaming All I'm trying to say is, big pharma, (laughs) big pharma is important. Big pharma cures cancer. Big pharma, you know, finds polio vaccines too. You know, they're not just pushing a sketchy, rushed, you know.
0: Well, that was, that was Salk, right? And he gave it away for free, didn't he?
2: He
1: did, yeah.
2: He did not not hold that patent. Like, there's
1: something to be said for a privatized drug industry because the amount of R&D, the amount of break, like, the breakthroughs that come out of the United States are what keeps the the rest of the world afloat. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, like, I, 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 I think what there's I think something to be said. Your rice right. weighing what you're taking, but not necessarily demonizing the people just making whatever and trying to sell
2: it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know what I'm going to walk by those statements and say big Big Pharma is, is our friend. Um, we should never criticize them ever in any way. I just I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't mean that.
1: I just mean that they don't deserve all the flack. You know, they no, do they do. They, they deserve to
3: at least be held accountable, <laughs> and they haven't been. Because they've been getting slaps on the wrist and just small fines compared to their profits for the horrible things that they did. Yes, they do some good things. But, but when you allow big companies to get away with such horrendous, treacherous acts where people who are unsuspecting, people who are trusting, people who believe in the establishment get punished the most for it, you need some ramifications where the executive who made sure that the HIV strain got out there because he wanted to make a buck, that he he goes to jail not that his company gets a slap on the wrist gets a little bit of money he needs to be personally held responsible for his actions and none of that has happened so you don't,
2: well, of course, you don't think no. you don't think pharmaceutical companies could be like limited liability companies are they? What is the law regarding pharmaceutical big pharma has
3: then? no liability when it comes to this vaccine. So if you you take it, you get hurt. All the responsibility about, afterwards is on you as an individual. What about
1: but that's a corruption what about issue, other... like, Corruption's disgusting. Exactly. Yeah.
3: and there hasn't been any big ramifications with that entire industry that, that that have been significant, and that's why they keep doing it. And unless you hold them accountable, they're going to do another opioid epidemic because they got away with it in the first place.
2: A well, lot of this, I think, is also on the insurance companies, of course. And we've seen a complete. You know, decimation of the whole health insurance situation with the ACA. Because I don't know if you guys have ever bought your insurance on any of the, um, you know, ACA exchanges. But it's like every year you buy a plan and then at the end of and then you like try and figure out what doctors take it, you try and figure out what your deductible is, which is usually ridiculous. You can't actually ever get to a doctor. It takes a long time to get an appointment and then the following year it turns out your plan has been discontinued and you have to buy something else. Yeah. And every time you have to go through a whole qualification process. Like, I <laughs> I was trying to buy insurance this year, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be, like, they want income verification, and I work for a Canadian company, and I'm like, I don't even have what you want.
4: Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. The whole system and was And then they mess. put
2: my son's, in they were like, oh, well, this is connected to your son's, you know, state plan, because he's on, like, Child Health Plus with New York State, which I'm happy about. But now they're trying to link that, and they're like, I need income verification for that. And I'm like, N- no, like, just insure my kid. I'm paying you.
0: Yeah. Well, uh. Let's 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 jump to the bad news, I guess. There
2: more bad news.
0: Oh yeah, it's a different kind of bad news for all the people that think you know what <laughs> I don't live in these cities. I don't care what New York does. I don't care what California does. I've been saying that. I'm like, hey, look, I live in the middle of nowhere. Well, here you go, everybody. The blue state exodus: Americans fled New York and California for Republican states of Arizona, Idaho, and the Sun Belt to escape lockdowns and skyrocketing crime. So. The people who voted in these, these crooks and criminals and the Democrats who bring about failed policies and all those who overlap will now be coming to where you live and voting for those exact same things. So They
2: are going to vote the same. Yep. And I think this goes back to what I was saying because I will stand by this. I think that the liberals have a sense that they have a moral high ground. I think they believe in their morality. I don't think uh, – I, I just. Think, I don't think so. I think they do. I, I think,
0: think, think some maybe.
2: I think that's the ethos. I mean I don't know about – You know, for example, Joy Reid or whoever else uh, in the media. But individuals that I speak to who are on the left are pretty sure that their empathy and compassion based approaches to, you know, politics and whatever are exactly right. That this is the moral perspective to have.
0: I I disagree. I think they're paranoid, delusional psychopaths who hold uh, 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 different paradoxical moral, moral views that make no sense, such as. They, they do
2: make no sense. I'm not saying their there's, moral there's, baseline there's, makes there's sense. There's
0: no moral framework. Like
2: No, it's not effective, but no, they no, no, believe no, no, no. it.
0: There's no I, – I I don't think – I mean, I don't think you can say they believe things that contradict each other because then one contradicts the other. Like when they come out and say stop Asian hate and we need to end, end these things and then you point out that the specific attack they're highlighted. So, so uh, for example, they did a march to end white nationalism yes, because that, a black man attacked yes. an Asian guy. That's correct. How can you have a moral framework when they're like – it's it's –
2: there was an article that came out shortly after that that defined, um, you know, a black person attacking an Asian person as white supremacy because of ingrained white supremacy. <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's, that's,
0: that's, I'm imagining trying to build a, a system of morals. I'm saying
2: whether they, whether it's, it's, but it's, it's lo,
0: but, that, but, but, that, that's logical yeah. that's, or not. That's, I mean, lo-
2: that's what makes it a religion. It's not logical.
0: I, I, I understand what you're saying about belief. But I don't think belief is the right word because if you show them a picture of a of a of a blue cube and say what color is this and they say red and then you, you and then you say close your eyes and open your eyes now what color is it they say green how do they believe it's both red and green at the same time when it's blue you see my I point know. I mean are so there four
2: lights I mean it's, it's like
0: it's not it's not belief it's like it, it's, it's 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 something else it's zealotry it's blind faith that whatever they're doing makes sense even when it doesn't. They don't believe one thing. They don't believe that you should stop Asian hate when they cheer for the beating of Andino. That's they correct. Don't, they don't. They don't. They don't want to end white nationalism. But they think they do. I. I don't. I think. Or maybe even more, they feel they do. I. The reason I disagree. I, I, I. agree to a certain extent, but if if the if the thing they believe in changes every minute, how can you say they believe it? Because I think they do. But how can they... So it's like if you ask them, do you think... You're saying
2: how can people have the kind of cognitive dissonance that makes them believe in a complete moral fallacy?
0: No, no, no. How can you say someone believes that uh, Asians are oppressed when literally a minute after they say it, you ask them again and they'll say they're not oppressed? So, so clearly, the second time they say something totally different, contradictory to what they said before, they can't believe the first thing or the second thing,
2: or they're just not actually thinking anything through with any kind of framework. Yeah. I, so
0: there's no belief structure there. That's it's what literally I'm just my I don't tribe think it's a structure. I don't. You're think it's my a enemy, structure. and I will I fight. I think you. that
2: there's a righteousness, and I think that there's a feeling of moral superiority. I, th- I don't I, think it checks out.
0: I think it's actually much more simple. They don't believe anything other than you are the enemy, and if you approach them. And say anything that falls outside of their cult. They'll just say, no matter what it is, I'll agree with it if it means I'm opposed to you.
2: Right, but... How are we supposed to have a dialogue with these people? You don't. But can, they're can, half the country. Like, aren't we pretty much like split? It was like 75 million voted for Trump and like
0: 80, 81. 81
2: million voted for Biden or something like that. Most,
0: mo, ma, so most how the, are we
2: supposed to deal with this? I mean, do you really think that we're looking at a future where we're going to have a, an America that's divided?
0: Yes. I mean, we already are. Yeah. Like, we're looking at a Why story. Why can't
2: we try and imagine a better future than that?
0: Well, I think there's realism and idealism. We have the, the story we literally pulled up is that people are fleeing s- s- states for other states. What's happening in a lot of ways, if you look at like New York during the pandemic, is that the wealthy people of means flee to the suburbs and they flee to red, red states. Now, many of them may actually start and probably will start voting for Democrat policies. But the people in California who like the, the, their tribe and, and their strange moral shifting sands will stay there. Gavin Newsom can violate all the lockdowns, can be found in the, in the fancy restaurant with no mask on, and they stand by him simply because that's what they're supposed to do. Fauci can change his answer every other day, and he did, and they'll stand by him because our tribe is the right tribe. The divide is becoming so insane that Right now, you, there's no agreement on what reality even
2: is. No, there's, that's very peculiar. You,
0: you ask someone on the left. No one
2: even knows what the, what men and women are anymore.
0: Exactly. And I go to my friends and I'll say, I see a post on my Facebook from someone I've known from, you know, when I was growing up in Chicago and they'll say, look at this insurrection in, in, in DC and all that. And I'll talk to them and say, I hear you, it was bad. What are your, what's your opinion on the Antifa BLM riots? And they say, what riots?
2: Right, uh, literally a year
0: real. of people yeah. in every major city and even small towns smashing up windows and they're like I don't know what you're talking about that's not true that never happened
2: stuff is still going down in Minneapolis I think
3: it is absolutely drive-by the, shootings Seattle, Portland but I think
2: there was like, there have been like riots and stuff in Minneapolis recently yeah Portland just Seattle as well com- yeah in, I mean, in, just even coming in I saw like there's a bunch of demonstrations in Midtown Manhattan and police are yeah. like on Twitter stay away from the demonstration in yeah. Midtown Manhattan
3: in, in my opinion what's happening right now is, is sort of what happened in Orwell and I think this is planned organized insanity chaos where the ruling elites get order out of chaos and just like in 1984 they had people admit that two plus two equals five there's literally people arguing on twitter that two plus two equals five right now because math is sexist and that's not even a joke and and uh, i actually had your article that you mentioned up ready to talk about this before you even brought it up and this was an article that yahoo news published that was titled White supremacy is the root of all race-related violence in the United States, yep. and it says the in one. there, quote, so when a black person attacks an Asian person, the encounter is fueled perhaps by racism, but very specifically by white supremacy. White supremacy does not require a white person to perpetrate it. It's uh, a cult. Yeah. It's, it's insanity. A cult.
1: Well, that's it. Like, that's I'm thinking. Like, it doesn't, there doesn't need to be continuity in it, right? Because, like people have this yearning to, like, be part of something, and people have this yearning to be part of something bigger than them, and it doesn't always need to have all the answers in order to provide those services for what they're looking for. Like, this is way more than a political ideology. This is, like, a lifestyle. This it's is, a like, a mindset. It's a this religion. A community. It's a religion. Absolutely. It's a religion. Like, it's John serving all the purposes. Too. And, like, if you talk to somebody, like, and I'm not, like, if you talk to somebody who's really religious and you show them, you know, dinosaur bones, right? Right there are a million different answers depending on who you talk to that justify and reconcile the religion with the dinosaur bones, even if it totally undermines what they're saying. It doesn't matter. They were put there to test us. Exactly. That's common. And so, you know, and at least religion comes by it honestly. At least religion is like, I'm a religion. But this is different because it's a political ideology and it has to do with wielding power and it has to do with policy and it affects all of us. Like At least religious people are chilling like they're not bothering you. I'll, I'll the
2: Catholic Church po- certainly used to be like that, though. I mean,
1: fair enough. But like, I mean, Quebec
2: especially, right? Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, no, of course. But I just mean, like, this is a Democrat. Like, this is a major party.
0: Now, now, I'll, I'll put it this way: I, I grew up in an era when the moral, uh, religious, uh, you know, conservatives were, you know, pushing religion and pushing this this ideology, and uh, it wasn't this bad. Because I'll, I'll tell you this. As much as I can say I believe in a separation of church and state, I don't think we should have religion in schools or whatever. What, one of the problems we have right now is that the, the cult of woke, whatever, whatever these people are, it doesn't even matter what their moral framework is or what their beliefs are. They don't have one, by the way. It's shifting sands. But it's just whatever their tribe says is right. It's, 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 it's right no matter what. It is a religion. And how do you separate what, they, what their religion is from government and from schools? The other thing I'll mention is at the very least – The moral framework from the the the, the judeo-christian values that have created you know a lot of this country they provide for innocence until guilt is proven they provide for a lot of the rights that we have god-given rights now not i'm not a big fan of any specific religion or or theism or anything like that but i can certainly look at one religion where they're like okay you get a fifth amendment the other group, the other religion, says we don't care if you're guilty or not. We're going to burn you at the stake. That's actually the joke we make about the Salem witch trials. If you know what, what's the Monty Python thing, if she floats, then she weighs the same as a duck, and also a wood weight. Like it made no sense. They were condemning you without due process.
2: If she floats, she's yeah. a witch, and if she drowns, she's innocent.
0: Well, that was the actual... Yeah, uh, that was yeah. the actual thing. If she drowns, she's innocent. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what, what, what they're doing yeah. now with cancel culture, they've yeah. become religious moral zealots.
3: Yeah. And, and it's interesting, and the Bible. too, because Sorry, if ahead. you...
2: Like, without the Enlightenment, we never get rid of slavery. Yeah.
3: Another thing we should acknowledge here is that the Bible is currently being written through social media algorithms. And I do think social media algorithms are making people go insane and that's another aspect we really have to entertain here because ever since we had the onset of social media, we had self-harm, suicides, depressions, anxiety, panic attacks, other mental disorders drastically go up. And I think, you know, we're trying to understand the the, the, the madness. It's madness. It's insanity. It's people who are not well off, who are off of their rocker who are saying if a black person attacks an asian person it's white people who are responsible for this which is utterly crazy to even think about it's people arguing two plus two equals five literally these people you know are not in right in the head they've been institutionalized they've been going along with what society expects of them what is planned by them by the elites going to school going into their indoctrination camps going in through watching the television paying attention to social media and not even getting a point of view out out of, out of that control grid that is shaping these minds to be where they are right now, where there's there's you know people talking about fat phobia being racist. There's toddlers twerking in New York City, it, a place where six people were shot last night, and the mayor right now his major initiative is regulating scooters. Let's 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 talk Which, about where. I mean, this
2: come on, those are really annoying.
3: I love scooters. Let's <laughs> let's talk about where this ideology <laughs> ideology but leads the, us. The, I thing,
2: the the one thing though, I would like to say is that so.
4: 18
2: plus all of this woke religion comes after the decimation of mainstream christianity and i think it shows us that society wants religion yeah definitely society wants a religion and if we don't actually embark upon the creation of religion in a in a in a reasonable way we're going to end up with complete batshit madness well let's let's
0: let's talk about where where we end up
2: anyway still
0: we have the story (laughs) from fox Multi-state shooting spree was racially motivated. Suspect was targeting white men.
2: Oh, this guy. Gunman
0: allegedly said, I had to have him about one of the shooting victims. What happens when you have a psychotic and irresponsible or corrupt, let's just get corrupt, media infrastructure, where many of these people know they're lying? How do I know they know they're lying? Because I worked for some of these companies. I've spoken with the higher-ups of these companies who flat out said, this is what we do. We just side with the audience. Give them what they want to hear you end up with paranoid, delusional, psychotic individuals. And you end up with people whose lives are garbage, going on a shooting spree, targeting white people simply because he says that all of my life, my problems were caused by these white people. They're bullies. So he just had to go out and do it. And then when you see Black Lives Matter burning down buildings and destroying cities, the media lies about it. When you see Antifa engaging in a year-long campaign of mass destruction and riding low-level terror across the country, the media lies about it. And then, what do you get from your federal government? You get U.S. lays out plan to confront white supremacist violence. What? I read CNN and Fox News. Okay, I read all these left-wing outlets and right-wing outlets, and I couldn't tell you. How many times there's been literal white supremacist violence? I mean, I, I I couldn't tell you specific instances. I could I could I could name tons of different instances where the left is engaged in overt political terroristic violence. Oh, I get it. What's that, Reuters? They have a picture of the Capitol. What else do you What else do you have? That's it.
2: The, yeah, I mean, a lot of times too, these things that are, are that are labeled as white supremacy. There's no evidence. Of white supremacy. And the only way that you can say that they're that the left can claim that they're white supremacist is by going with this idea of unconscious bias. So we don't have any evidence that says, you know, Chauvin was being white supremacist when he killed George Floyd in Minneapolis last year. But this is now touted as a white supremacist thing. The people who were involved in the Capitol riot, most of them were what, like bankrupt primarily.
0: This is what we're seeing with, uh, I was mentioning this, this crazy guy who's like screaming, Ron DeSantis banning critical race theory is, is, is fascism. Oh, geez. They're conflating classical liberalism Mm -hmm. with fascism on purpose. Any authority that is, that, that can be used as an example of fascism will be, even when it's not. Authority is not bad. It's not, it's not inherently evil. uh, uh, Exploitation of an uh, authority, of an authority position is a bad thing. But a cop issuing an arrest, no, if you violate the social construct the, the 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 agreements we have with one another, then you face the penalties of that
1: that's the thing like if you re- if you read like the really like woke rags that talk about this stuff, the way they define white supremacy is like really innocuous elements of Western culture like being on time and Right. Like, <laughs> objective, yeah, it. like, objective thinking. Objective
0: and, reality yeah. is considered to be white supremacy.
1: No, literally. And the, no, job. but the thing that, like, <laughs> just <laughs> triggers me so much about this is, like, growing up after 9-11 and, like, watching this happen with Islam, where where, like, Wahhabi Islam was conflated with Islam, and then that was used as a precursor to do whatever like the Pentagon and like intelligence agencies wanted to do wherever they wanted to do it. And we were all freaked out and didn't know what we were looking at and believed them and trusted them and kind of gave them carte blanche to do whatever. And this like just totally triggers me because it brings me right back to listening to newscasts in 2002, 2003 and I can just hear it, but you've switched out the terms and I feel like we're careening toward carte blanche on western culture we, we we're being gutted instead of the middle
0: east we're, we're, we're being gutted of core classical liberal american values this this play from the biden administration to target domestic terrorism right. is that they're just going after they're like we're going after militias right what they've started doing in the media is they started saying if you are a right-wing group that believes in bearing arms and being a militia you're white supremacist yeah. even though it's like ridiculous many of these guys just are like yay america Now the federal government is going to start spying on these people and going after them and bring the war on terror to our soil.
2: That's exactly what I was getting at. And we're going to end up with mass surveillance of... Americans. Wow. Yeah, we already
3: we're had there. that. And the war yeah. on terror is literally turning domestic uh, right now, as we're speaking. Glenn Greenwald wrote an article today that is titled The New Domestic War on Terror Has Already Begun, Even Without the New Laws Biden Wants. And what you brought up about this latest operation, a multi-agency operation by the U.S. government, it's also going to be working very closely with social media companies. And their main goal is to ID, prosecute, and to deter White supremacy and militia members. Uh and, and again, those are extremely vague terms. Who do you consider a militia? Who do you consider a white supremacist? We've seen those terms bastardized, we see those terms almost become meaningless because of how many times it was used on absolute nonsense. And and did the government specify exactly what groups, what specific Individuals will be targeted here? Nope. They're keeping it very vague, which means that they could use this big power grab to do whatever they want. And that's exactly what they did with 9-11. They used this whole war on terror objective to go after the American people. They set up the infrastructure. They set up the jails. They set up the cameras. They set up the gun pointed at the American people. And now it looks like they're going to be acting on it. And it's it should terrify people, especially with... What the ATF is doing as well. It
2: also it makes you glad that Mitch McConnell kept Merrick Garland out of the Supreme Court because yeah. he's going to be out as soon as Biden's out. But if he was in the Supreme Court, he'd be there for the rest of his life.
0: We uh, that is absolutely one hundred percent correct. I think we need nonviolent civil disobedience and mass noncompliance. What does that right? look like? That looks like people in conservative areas not spending money on companies that hate them that support any of the stuff.
2: So you're calling to use leftist tactics against the left? Is it
0: is it a leftist tactic to be mass, like
2: mass corporate boycotts? That's what, I mean I don't see any problem with that. I think I don't that, think it's a leftist tactic. No, I think it's interesting because we were looking at this with regard to critical race theory too. There was an article in NBC today about how. Um, You know, parents should not, you know, parents groups are basically funded by dark money and conservative think tanks. And that's why they're going after school boards to try and get rid of critical race theory in schools. And they're sort of decrying this. And it's like, yeah, we're using your grassroots tactics now. That's what we're doing.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's leftist, though, uh, because I don't think it as I don't I don't think of it as an organized effort. I think it's quite literally just. Don't buy a Coca- Coca-Cola. I started I jokingly bought RC. Not that like the parent company for RC is I didn't buy those. I
1: did.
0: Yeah, why did you buy those? Breaking the oh, rules. Coke. I just
1: needed Coke, Coke sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you see this is the problem. Coke literally has woke indoctrination yeah, and <laughs> you when you go to the store you just don't care. And so what happens <laughs> is we're passively can, <laughs> I bought RC Cola and I bought a small business like uh, uh, pure cane sugar, you know, hyperdose corn syrup trash. I syrup wanted trash.
4: Little Pops. They're well, cute.
0: So yeah. there's also Pepsi over there, to be honest. That's but this, this is the problem. Coke can do it, and conservatives just don't care. They don't care, and they're willing to keep throwing their money at people who hate them.
1: Well, it's kind of hard. I mean, honestly, I agree with you, obviously. I totally agree with what you're saying, and that's fair. You know, you vote with your dollar, but it's just exhausting to be so wound up all the time. You know, it's exhausting to have to think about That's what and, like, keep up with what... Like, at one point, I wanted to boycott Netflix. I forget what my, like, grievance was at the time. It was a couple of years ago. And no, no, no. It was way, yeah. way predated. Big cuties. Mouth? I don't remember. But they did... They produced some kind of propaganda... Like, something that I figured was propaganda and decided I was done with Netflix. And, and, and it's just exhausting because Oh, was you, it The Cuties? Is that what you just no, said? No, no, yeah, no. So way before. But... And like, and you know, you start kind of like building up a repertoire of companies that you're just not dealing with anymore. And at a certain point, you end up just kind of hurting yourself just because giving in, no. you can just do. just <laughs> just giving
0: up and giving in. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, it's <laughs> exhausting. When, uh, um, uh, uh, yes, the fight against tyranny is exhausting. And I, I guess most people eventually just say, "I'd rather not fight at all." Please, master, just give me a piece of cheese, and I will do whatever you say. <laughs> That's what's happening. The that corp. Is, yeah, we well. we watched our government shut down and destroy small businesses, mass print money devaluing our own savings, and then we were forced to shop at big box stores and Amazon while our opinions were filtered through the machine of social media with insane garbled nonsense.
2: Now I will say, living in a in, in Brooklyn, in a heavily immigrant community, I was still able to shop at local businesses that were owned by families in the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, that's a good during thing. During the
2: pandemic, and I appreciate that.
0: What we're try- so a lot of people are like, Tim, why are you still on Twitter then? Uh, look, we're trying to leverage the networks to the best of our abilities to get people to go to TimCast.com to build a website, to hire people, to build stuff there. Basically, I'll put it this way. It is the exodus. We're not going to just cut off our nose to spite our face. We're going to say, okay, we will use what we can of the system we have, but we're packing our bags and leaving. That's part of the process. That's why we're setting up more and more at TimCast.com. That's why we're doing our own original articles because I'm trying to get away from the broken system and build something on our own. It's not something you can do, you can do overnight, but we can get started. Okay, so to be fair, maybe you don't stop, you don't start by boycotting literally everything on the planet, but stick to it. I canceled my Disney Plus because of the the the, uh, the, the thanking of the Xin, uh, Xinjiang uh, paramilitary group that was has the Uyghur Muslims. I'm like, I'm not going to support that. Granted unfortunately, to be completely honest, I paid for a year up front. So, but I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I don't have Netflix and I don't have Hulu. I'm just, I'm done. Like uh, Hulu did something about cultural appropriation. And there was a period where I was like, I'm not going to boycott. I don't care about this. I don't want to get involved. And then I changed and I said, look, if your company wants to get involved in the culture war, by all means, go ahead and do it. I'm out. I don't want to play that game. So I bought jokingly RC Cola, but RC's parent company, I believe, signed on to the statement about Georgia's voting laws. It's like, it's really hard to get away from. The thing with
2: the voting laws is infuriating because you have celebrities coming out and the, you know, full president coming out saying that these are Jim Crow laws. And if you actually take a look at the bills, they are merely rescinding the pandemic era You know, allowances to make voting easier specifically due to pandemic restrictions. So it's not that they're Jim Crow. I mean, obviously, they're not Jim Crow laws. And they're, <laughs> they're not limiting voting. In fact, in, a, in several of these cases, they are expanding early voting. They're just pulling the things that are ripe for fraud.
0: They're just taking more and more and uh, unfortunately for the right or whatever you want to call it, left and right is ra- meaningless in a lot of ways. The left, we'll use it as a tribal signifier, is just really good at this. And the right is really, really bad at it.
2: Well it's because we've seeded culture to the left and that has to stop. We have right. to I mean, it's like you were talking about. You're making your own culture. Um, you're making your own cultural products. The Daily Wire is doing that. Yep. Um the the book that I'm writing is about, you know, how to make a conservative culture movement and I have a lot of great ideas on how to do that. I'm actually super excited about it. But this is what people need to be doing. Look at Gina Carano, you know, she's out there just like, I don't need your I don't need your Mandalorian. I can do my we, own project.
0: We need to get to the point where we can be self sustaining with our own versions of, of products that work. Maybe the solution is someone should start a cola company that's not Coke and they can call it Conserva Cola. I don't know, something dumb and really obvious.
2: And Twitter can go create their own Nigeria. Absolutely.
0: I understand the problem is that yeah, when you try to make your own Twitter or network, we try to escape the system and build your own companies. They come after you and shut you down. We, we started, s- yeah, we've we, totally seen that. We started a vlog, Cast Castle, and the reason, I, the, the way I explain to people is, it's very simple. We got a video where we're like skating in in the garage skate park There's a Gadsden flag in the background. That way, some young person who's watching the fun skate video with some you know pro BMXer or pro skateboarder, they'll see that, they'll recognize it, and then when their teacher lies to them and is teaching critical race theory garbage and says the Gadsden flag is white supremacist, they'll say that's not true. I watch a guy on YouTube who's got that. You're lying. That's what they did with PewDiePie. When the media kept trying to claim PewDiePie was racist and all that, he had a legion of fans saying, that's not true. You're lying about PewDiePie. I'm Mm -hmm. a fan. So we got to build culture. We can't just sit here and be like, it's bad they did this. We've got to do something else. So you know what? I'm actually going to, gonna. we've been planning this for a while to do our own sodas. We're going to have our own Tim Cass sodas. You, you, you call uh, these, these companies, they do formulas, then then, then uh, they, they will make a specific flavor and then send it to a ma- manufacturing plant. Super, like, they're not very big corporations that do it.
2: That's and even then, better.
0: And then we're going to have our own soda. And then I'll get a little little vending machine, and we'll, we'll make Luke's, Luke's old-timey sarsaparilla. How's that
3: sound, Luke? Or butter beer. Luke's, Luke's <laughs> old-timey butter beer. There you go, Harry Potter fan, right? Yeah. I, I was just in Orlando, so. Why is did you, you, you do to Harry It was awesome. Confession. Did you go? It's a confession. Yes, I did. What's was beer was They have to put like crack in there or something cuz it's, it's good. It's what is, good. It's is it? Good. It's it's this beer that's uh, butterscotch and just soda. It's not really beer. There's no fl- most beers like have fluoride on it. There's no alcohol or fluoride in it, I hope. Uh, but it's just um yeah, I, I it's my guilty butterscotch soda yeah that it, it was good and the, the rides were fun they yeah, were so I, fun I, I was a normie <laughs> i was a normie for a little bit i had and, so much fun doing that with my kid I we know. got the
2: wand and we did the whole yeah it was, it, awesome. it was fun that was fun sorry well right, go, i'm going off
3: topic here awesome. yeah, yeah.
0: watch um you know, you know people can do it's like uh buy books from uh writers M- michael knoll's book came out you've got andy knows book unmasked You've got Michael Malice's book. You've got uh, Jack Posobiec's book. Buy those books so that on Amazon they, they hit the top of the charts. Tell, like, sh- show people. And another thing, too, is like on YouTube, when they when they thumbs down these videos and the White House is forced to take down their ranking system and comments, that makes a statement. But, you know, it, it's things like that. that, that that's good. There's got to be more to it. Voting with your dollars is very important.
4: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
2: It's funny when you watch the uh, YouTube videos of the White House press conferences and there's there's so many less viewers than there were like a year ago or two years ago even. Another aspect that's
3: critically important is voting with your attention, deciding what you will incentivize. Are you going to turn on Netflix or are you going to turn on independent media? Are you going to go after and seek it and seek information that, of course, is going to be valuable? No one said... Personal responsibility was easy. Personal responsibility is about learning yourself the importance of, of liberty, of, of freedom, of being reliable on yourself. And, and that journey is, is an amazing one. You could, you could live a journey where you could literally live in a pod, eat the bugs, be a total slave of the establishment, be, you know, imprisoned by the algorithm in your own head, or you could live a life of exploring, discovering. And when you truly do put yourself on this path, which starts with your ideas, with you just deciding to think about good beautiful positive things that you could have for yourself when you put yourself on this pathway life is so much more adventurous it's so much more awesome it's so much more amazing yes it's easy to sit on your butt be a couch potato eat your gmo monsanto corn down your pie hole you could do that all you want
2: you know it's not that easy because it makes you depressed does anybody
3: does anybody watch zombie movies and just go man i wish
0: i was the zombie yeah that's Mm. that's apparently what's happening right now with so many people in these cities
2: wow
3: it, yeah. it's, it's not easy. It's institutionalized. It's it's what people are expected to do. And when they are in there, they're miserable. And when they're mm-hmm. miserable, when they're depressed, when they have then anxiety, they then they, they need to buy more useless yeah. crap to fill the empty void within themselves. And that's why I think there's been such a huge agenda to break up the family unit, to make sure that people are individualized, to make sure that they're going to be easily uh, prey well, for the you, larger corporate establishment.
2: Once you break up the family unit, which is a natural grouping, right? Once you break that up... You can siphon individuals into separate identity groups, and then you can work on equity between groups, and then that's how we have Marxist infiltration of American democracy. Exactly,
3: and that's why a lot of Marxist organizations, even BLM, officially called for breaking up the family unit, yeah, because they, it's integral to yeah. let their brainwashing Mao get through that. to individuals. Stalin did that. did that. Exactly. Is, this is
2: how you do it. First, you... Make it so that you don't have any idea who you can yeah. trust.
3: And that's why in Poland they attacked the churches. The churches mm-hmm. were very instrumental with fighting back against communism, which my family was a part of doing. And and uh, the the family unit, I, I think a lot of people are, have it misconstrued. Yes, there's there's a lot of bad things, but it's not like they weren't there before. We're just realizing that this exists the veil is unraveling and what it is it's providing an opportunity for people to actually see the world for what it is and not become victim of the larger traps laid out in front of them and i think this is an amazing thing that's happening and i think people are finally deciding waking up and making the decisions that are right for themselves and and if they're not i mean personal responsibility means you're responsible for yourself and i think we need to teach people that more and incentivize and make people understand that at the end of the day you're responsible for yourself and nobody else is, and no one's going to come to help you. No one's going to go out of their way to, to, to uh, make sure you're in a good position un- unless you do it for yourself.
0: Let's go to Super Chats. My friends, if you haven't already, smash that like button. It really does help. Subscribe to this channel. And go to TimCast.com. Become a member. I know uh, everybody's super excited. I mentioned this yesterday. I was like, we do have a new editor-in-chief coming in. You're all big fans. She's going to do a great job. But I'm not going to say who it is. Everybody immediately tweeted at Cassandra. They're like, we know it's you. We know you're friends with him. We know this is going to be you doing this. Cassandra does a really great job writing legit news. The left hates her because of her opinions on Twitter. I don't care. When you look at the stories she actually writes, they're fleshed out. They're fact-based. They're cited. She does a great job. We're going to be bringing out a bunch of other reporters, and it's going to be fantastic. And everyone's going to serve as a sort of a check and a balance on, on each other. But we are going to have a fact-checker, not even in this building, that we're going to be hiring, who's going to be in a different building. That way, when we write something, we they then see the articles published, and they'll go through it and fact-check it. That's what... Newsroom's supposed to do. You're supposed to have an independent fact checker challenging what your own staff are writing. So you can complain all day and night about the individuals working here, but we're going to have a separate unit that does fact checking as well. It's going to be fantastic. And it's because you guys are members at Timcast.com we're able to do this. My favorite is how they're desperate to lie. Someone, someone tweeted that I was trying to sell my house to get a loan or like get a home loan to pay for it. Not true. This is all coming because people signed up to become members and now we have the capital to do it. We don't need big fat, you know, fat cat Silicon Valley or New York investment firms. No, we're totally independent, baby. And we're going to be able to hire great people who do great work. And it's going to be awesome. Thanks to you. So again, smash that like button. Let's read some of these super chats. We got Svolstig says, breaking 1986 Chernobyl school with physics lab to blame for radioactive fallout to say anything else is to deny science. Yeah, as we know that when Chernobyl happened they the Soviet Union was lying about it and then we were like, yo, there's like radioactive particles everywhere. Something's happening. Yeah, but they lied.
2: They're radioactive spiders.
0: They're like wait, the, wait, wait, they're right now?
2: In in Chernobyl. Right the, now there are
0: spiders? Yeah, there are so spiders. You, if you want to be Spider Man, you're saying I should <laughs> I think that's a good start. You'll, you'll, they, you'll the, just get sick if they bite you. Don't, don't the, do that.
2: The spiders have different... Um, the spiders that all have specific patterns have different patterns after Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. Whoa,
0: crazy. It's creepy, man. Elated Echo says, Can't wait for Cassandra. Very excited. Screw the jerk that's dragging her. We want her here. Love you all. So if you actually read her articles, they're, like, really straightforward. You know, sometimes she'll write something where it's, like, Alex, you know, like, a you know, some hyperbole in it, but that's whatever. But the stuff she's written for the site so far on, on like, day one, it's all just, like, very straightforward quotes explaining what's happening, and it's really good work. So they don't like it, and that's probably why. She's really feisty on Twitter, but, you know, that's too bad for them. All right. Jonathan Galtarini says, Luke, cult, 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 let's go, LOL. com. The Physicality Channel says, these streams aren't live. This is, like, the craziest conspiracy theory. It's my favorite. I love it. Yeah, they think the streams aren't live for some reason. I don't know why. How can we prove it? I don't know. I'm like I'm reading super chats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty complex. Yeah, it's like if someone how do you how do you not? I don't know, man. People are people are crazy. Rampton says I'm buying a We Are Change shirt because Luke's back.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate That's that very right. much. That's right.
0: All right. Vladis Mosley says, "Hey Tim, I think YouTube is playing games with your notifications. Today is the first time since I've been tuning in when I didn't get an alert. That's right." YouTube is, uh, uh, absolutely doing that. And there's nothing, there's, there's, what can you do? I don't think YouTube owes me promotion, but I'll tell you this, so long as they do promote my content, I'll be like, go to timcast.com and become a member. Because once we get to that point where we're self-sustaining, where people are sharing the articles and sharing the videos, uh, we're not going to need YouTube for anything. We need to build our own system. And, uh, you know we're working on a bunch of open source projects to help expand the idea of independent ownership of content and fight back against the the, conglomer- the conglomeration or whatever conglomeratization of of independent media, the takeover by the corporations, want to shut down independent voices. We've got to build, we've got to resist, and that's what we're doing. All right, Sone uh, Soned, DNB says, congrats on your newsroom, Tim. But how do you plan on ensuring it stays neutral? Twitter was the pro free speech platform until it wasn't. We don't. I'm sure it's only a matter of time until, you know, it's like 20 years. And I'm like, you know, I started this to challenge the system. And no, I look in the mirror and I am the system. It happens. That's why we just need, you know, maybe one thing we can do is just uh, at a certain point when the company gets too big, we launch another startup and give people an independent newsroom. It's hard. It really is. I don't know. The The biggest concern I have and the reason why we're launching all of this is because, look, I can be a guy on YouTube and talk about what I talk about. But what happens after I'm like, I'm old and I'm retiring, there's got to be something that lives on beyond me. At The very least we can plant the seeds of this culture and hope it remains true and expands. Maybe there's something we can do with like corporate bylaws and restrictions or something. We'll figure it out. Jimmy Quinto says, I got my Doge shirt. Thanks. It's a great shirt, isn't it? No joke. Go to timcast.com. Go to the store. And we got a bunch of silly shirts. We got the Diamond Hands Gorilla. He's He hasn't sold his AMC stock, so of course he's rich. Then we got the Doge shirt, which is, they're all like this joke of like the I Am a Gorilla thing, but check them out. All right. The Weary says, I am a simple man. I see Luke. I hit like. Wondering if the Beanie Squad has looked into Share Tanzania at all. Mike Tyson did a charity fight for them. John St. Julian on YouTube. Right on. I think people are all screaming that they love Luke because they're worried he'll leave. They better. (laughs) <laughs> B Rizzle says Gun Owners of America has pre-written comments for the ATF comment section on proposed rules for renaming frames and receivers and pistol braces ban. It's very important. Contact Guns and Gadgets ASAP. You should definitely check into that. I will look into that as well. Taz Riot says people often talk about the problems yet don't mention solutions. You want things to change? Form your own community, like an intention uh, int- intentional community be the ch- be the change. Be the change, Luke. I heard that somewhere.
3: Yeah. But in today's video, I was actually talking about the, the most important currency that you could have during turbulent times. And the most important one is social currency. The people around you, your neighbors, your family, work on uh, your relations because they're also going to be critical when things break down. And they're, they're already breaking down.
0: All right. We got Evil Zombie Hamster says Se- Seattle City Council candidate Ubaks Guard here pled down from a felony for a bomb threat on a school bus. Seattle Democrats are backing her. I don't live in Seattle, but I live in Washington, and Seattle's politics runs our state. Boy. Yeah, yeah you we, should probably not want to We broke
2: that story the other day. It's That's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. I don't think
0: people should live in these places.
2: I don't think anyone should vote for that person.
0: Yeah, but they're going to. Probably. They're going to. So what happens when you have a cult in she government? She called
2: the children cowards as they wow. fled out the, back of the wow. <laughs> out the back of the bus.
0: You wow. seven-year-olds, you're cowards. Yeah. You're all cowards. <sighs> wow, man. Wolf Freak Wolf Freak says security in Cali make $18 an hour. Trust me. I was one of them until last year when I moved to Texas to flee the coof." Oh, there you go. All right. First Thessalonian says, Luke, I saw the gray state trailer and a video of we are Chains reaction to the trailer claps and whistles and whoops. How well did you know David Crowley? Would you Tim guest ever consider making a movie based on David's concept trailer?
3: Um, the movie, uh, the trailer, the story behind it has been absolutely crazy. I, I, met, uh, I met that individual, I think a number of three times. I was, uh, around a lot of his, uh, friends. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a tragic, crazy situation of what happened there. Right on it. Yeah. EC
0: Morgan says leftist cities need to collapse like an Atlas shrugged. Great to see you back. Luke missed you in the show. Now do the federal reserve. Yeah, we've been ragging on the photos oh, yeah. quite a
3: bit. They deserve it.
0: <laughs> They're bad. Ward Spose says, good call on Cassandra, Tim. She's a good human from my perspective. As a person that hires people, I think it will be lovely. I think it will be a lovely relationship. My best. I've known Cassandra for like uh, a decade. We, you've known her for a, a really long time as well.
3: Uh, around Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been it a like while. 10 years. Yeah.
0: yeah. And – uh I think this was like, I think that's why everybody guessed that I was hiring Cassandra because it's fairly obvious. We have known her for so long and, you know, but, uh, we're going to have a great team. We've got a couple other people. It, they're, they're all fair. Like Cassandra is definitely on Twitter. She's feisty, bombastic, but the other people we're hiring are like, no offense to them, rather boring, <laughs> like regular journalists and reporters who write good work. And so, you know, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll have our, uh, our rage from the left. They can say whatever they want. I don't care. Arceon says, Tim, have you been to every country in the world yet? I ask this as someone who feels left behind in life. I am desperate to travel. And how many people do you know that have? I do not know anyone that has been to every single country. I have been to, I think, 30.
3: Luke, you've probably been to way more than I have. I lost count, uh, but I love traveling. You've probably been to like more than half. Yeah, I was travel hacking and right before COVID, I was so happy. And then COVID hit and I was stuck in New York City, which wasn't the place to be during covid
0: Will C. says, Tim, I no longer get notifications when you go live. Over the last two weeks, I've had to search my subscriptions to find the live chat. Keep it up. That's right. If you're listening right now and you want to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That still might not be enough, but I'll tell you this. One of the most powerful things you can do is take the URL to the show and just share it on all social media. And I think you can always go to youtube.com slash timcastirl slash live, but of course... With the new site rolls out, we, I, I don't know exactly when and, uh, when, when it will be launching this specific feature. We're planning on just having the live run on the website as well. We're trying to use these networks and, you know, have our exodus. So long as they drive massive amounts of traffic, we want to make sure we can guide people to our platforms as well. So we'll use YouTube to the best of our abilities. But yeah, we'll have all the stuff on the website. Cause sooner or later, they're gonna, they're gonna just nuke us off YouTube. William Carlos says, so I see you're accepting bribes now, Tim. Great. Please check out a pitch that I sent to your pitches email. I'd love to hear back from you guys. Beluga whale, bribes in the form of super chats. (laughs) If you super chat, uh, I try to read as many as I can. Sometimes people get their, uh, their uh, super chat read. Clef the Misfit says, hey gang, did you see the content cop video on Taylor Lorenz with you, with uh, the YouTuber bossed Wiki did? Professional thorough takedown. Turns out leftist women don't protect each other either. Interesting. I didn't know that.
3: I watched the video. It was actually pretty, uh, pretty good. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Let's see.
0: The licensed guru says, good choice for today's panel. They should be on more often and missed hearing Luke's opinion. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Let's see. Uh, Samuel Le- uh, Lelyuk says, where's the coverage by Tim of the censoring of Bre- uh, Brett Weinstein's video? FDA compliances in 500k US covid. Uh if you'd like to see that, <clears throat> look, they deleted Brett Weinstein's video. So we did a segment on timcast.com. It is yes for members only. We're trying we're trying to figure it out. I don't like putting things behind a paywall when it's like extremely important. The website, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get to the, we'll, the the new iteration of it we're going to have these very important things be readily available and shareable and all that stuff absolutely. We just need to get the framework rolling. But um If we did a video talking about what Brett Brett Reinstein was talking about on YouTube, they'd nuke us in two seconds. This is a very serious problem. What do we do? If I come out and start a video and I say, hey, guys, here's a thing that happened. There's a minute delay on YouTube. They would nuke us before you even heard what we said. Often people are like, whoa, I don't even get it. They just got shut down. Yes, because YouTube is watching and they ban us. So go to TimCast.com. The conversation, It's the it's the last one we did just the other day. It's in the members only section. Scroll down. You'll see a picture of Luke wearing a shirt. That says <clears throat> Make America Florida, and that's where you know you'll, you'll have found <laughs> it. Yeah.
3: The video yesterday that we did is very important and uh, definitely worth a watch.
2: Wait, you really have a t shirt that's Make America Florida? Yeah. I
3: mean, I got demonetized by YouTube, so I just started a t shirt company. And <laughs> I started to make ridiculous t shirts, and really one of them is that t t-shirt. T-shirt. Uh, c- c- shirt. I'll, may, I'll <laughs> make you one. But uh, oh, I I, I have really my t shirt store <laughs> is available on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Make and America and Florida. But I'll, but, I'll, but I'll give you one, and that's been one of the favorite I wrote, ones. I, that I wrote we've an been article
2: uh, earlier this year that was, like I think it was called Florida as a Paradise of Freedom. It is? It has been.
3: I just came from there, and it was absolutely amazing.
0: Jev Tonda says, Tim, you shouldn't make fun of Colbert for being a contrarian and give a half-witted answer to an issue, since you do it all the time. While calling a hypothesis a conspiracy, keep up the good work though. I- I- I'm so, I'm sorry. Well, well I, s- I-, I certainly am one to be able to take criticism. Colbert obviously lying all the time and me being skeptical are very different things. Like when Colbert comes out and lies about Trump, he's lying. When Colbert comes out and says, even in the face of, like, overwhelming evidence and 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 even the mainstream media not coming around saying lab leak makes the most sense, even with Fauci now saying he's not entirely convinced COVID is is natural, Colbert still tries maintaining that lie. Well, there's all these bats here. That's a big
3: difference, okay? Yeah. And Colbert's not a contrarian. He repeats the same talking points as almost every <coughs> single late-night TV show host, which is in unison always regurgitating the same talking points.
0: All right. I am sanity says been following and watching since 2015 going to ask for a shout out to my news channel the insane report daily news with a psychotic twist and no cursing I may be insane but I'm not crazy there you go Julie Simone says first things first welcome back Luke great guests and discussion per usual as a farm D what's happening in SF is sad for the patients employees and city i lived there 2013 to 2020 and just left for florida make america florida yeah there you go uh, mm-hmm. we, i gotta i gotta I got get i gotta get some of those shirts we, got
3: to, we yeah. gotta get them here. we should we should go to florida too no come on
2: why not let's all go it's yeah. hot yeah, and but now, humid it's kind of awesome though, so you get yeah. one month you get it's you too get hot.
0: january and May, maybe february like january January's tim cast irl
3: from miami florida bitcoin conference is probably gonna call it the
0: the winter studio
3: yeah Seriously. The winter White House. You
2: could be snowbirds.
3: Yeah. That sounds a lot better than shoveling snow off of my roof. Like (laughs) I have to, off of my RV roof. I live in an RV. Cold Water. Shovel your RV. Cold
0: Water says, the magazine Popular Mechanics had articles on how 2 plus 2 is not always 4 and the mechanics of pulling down a statue. I haven't renewed the magazine in years and they keep sending it to me. Mm. So what's happening with the 2 plus 2 equals 5 thing is that they're using semantic arguments to confuse you and make you unable to do math. So when we're talking about just basic integers and arithmetic, whatever, you have two apples, you have two apples, you got four apples. That's it. What they do is they use like semantic arguments like this. All right, Luke, if you, if, if, if you have two apples in your left hand and two apples in your right hand and you put them together, how many apples do you have?
3: Five. Because the Twitterverse told me.
0: You still There's, only have two apples in each hand. Yeah. It's like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. If you have one apple and you take one away, look if you have two apples and you take two take one away, how many apples do you have?
3: I don't know. Two. I guess. Because you just tell, you, me, just tell me what to say. Tell me no, no, no. <laughs> listen, listen, listen.
0: If you have two apples and you take one away, it's not two minus one. They're using semantic arguments. Oh right, because so. I have two apples and I'm the one who took it, I'm still holding two apples. That's why two minus one equals two. So
1: clever. Yeah. That's
2: they,
0: they do this thing where they're like if you have two point four and 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 round it and, and, and round it, you'll get two. But if you have two plus four plus two plus four, you'll get four point eight, which rounds up to
2: five. It's uh it's how you destroy reality and then tell right. people what to think. Yeah. Yep. This is this is what happens too with gender, right? We tell little kids not to trust their instincts.
0: Makes everybody crazy.
2: And not to trust their own bodies and then everyone's insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh oh, I can't read this in, it's in Polish. It's for Luke.
4: A woohooer! A hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: I can't I can't see any screens in front of me.
0: It says Luke za powrote,
3: okay. <laughs>
0: Podrojena in nimej, Okay. I'm sure. It's what did What did he say? I
3: have no clue what you're saying.
0: I said that in perfect Polish. I, yeah. Okay. I I was it was it was articulated perfectly. Luke just doesn't actually speak Polish. Uh huh. All right. The throne says, "Hey guys, love the talk about this ideology being a new secularist religion that people are blindly following despite conflicting views." A name you could use for this religion is statism, and it's required for socialism. Mm. Yeah, actually. Statist. It's just whatever the establishment says, they're like, yes. Yeah, 100%. You should wear two masks. Yes. Don't wear two masks. Yes. 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 You should wear two masks.
1: Rick and Morty yes. guy.
0: Yes. That's all they're doing. <laughs> Fauci, it's, it's almost like Fauci's playing Simon Says, and he's laughing. I wonder if, like, after every interview he does, he goes,
4: I just told him to do the exact opposite. They're doing it. It's hilarious.
0: And they're all laughing, like, high-fiving each other. I can't believe they're falling for this. All right. Mrs. Awesome says, Tim, I completely agree with boycotting companies that go against interests. And you are also correct that people cave to the FOMO, which is going against their interest. People need to show their force by not caving. What we need, it's really simple. We need more cultural stuff. When people are on Twitter and there's a viral trend where they're like, "Dude, the new episode of, you know, like, uh, I don't know, what is what's a popular show?" Like
3: Big Bang
4: Theory?
0: Big Bang Theory, yeah. Conservatives need their own version of that. "Dude, did you see that movie from The Daily Wire? It's so great, you know."
1: Run Hide Fight? Yeah. yeah. Did then you see that?
0: No, nah, I don't I didn't see it either. Did you see it? No. Yeah. Nobody saw it. No, I I know a lot of people who did. They said it was pretty good.
1: It's going great. (laughs) Well, they're just, (laughs) they're
0: just, well, that's, that's, that's the point. It's not, it's, they need more. One movie isn't enough for everybody to watch and then, like, be like, oh, we need a good series. There needs to be a viral hit. If Daily Wire can put out something that's, like, on par with the virality of Game of Thrones, it's over. Then everyone's gonna be watching Daily Wire.
1: So, that's the thing, like, I feel like there's a reason why, though, that that hasn't happened yet. I mean, I don't think. And it sucks to say it, but I don't think that there's exactly an even distribution of creatives on the right and the left. I think that there's a certain kind of person that tends, obviously, this is just speaking generally, tends to lean left. And there's a certain kind of person that tends to lean right. And they don't seem, the person who seems, who tends to lean right doesn't seem to be the same person that's the creative. I think that there's a reason why they, they kind of like fall on different parts of a a chart
2: i wonder that that i wonder if that's true or if perhaps the institutions and the gatekeepers that hold the keys to the kingdom of culture and art are so left-leaning that it's hard to make any headway if you i mean i went to art school and people who might have had conservative views did not ever speak them playwrights that Mm -hmm. i know who are conservative they don't they don't talk about that they just you know they try and like Slip in their stuff underneath, so that no one notices that they're saying what they're what they think maybe they should right that's Well the that's problem. that's one they thing ought to stand up that's and, one
1: thing that I think will change the paradigm is that it's becoming like so militant, you know these institutions were always liberal, but liberal had a different meaning I mean liberal was totally unthreatening and had no teeth, and it was just kind of this like free flow um mentality, but it's it's totally changed from that it's become totally puritanical, which now is incompatible with our and creating and I definitely think that you're right and I think that it's, it's just changed form and it's going to push a lot of creatives who aren't necessarily conservative but just aren't like that yeah. away and into the arms of we're, conservatives or just people who aren't puritanical
0: we're going to be funding sitcoms and films and comics and the goal is just to not have it be political it's That's good, the right move. It's we're gonna. It's gonna have like undercurrents. You know what I mean? There's gonna be certain things about like being a hero, saving people, having personal responsibility, and stuff like that. But it's not gonna be overt like you know Trump as Superman fighting you know communists or something.
2: Art doesn't have to be political.
0: Yeah. It it, it, it will. I it will. It will have ideology in, ideology in it. Uh, it just won't be overt. It'll be like here's a hero. He's a hero because he believes these things. And that's it.
2: Well, once you tap into old stories, and once you tap into, like, the river of human knowledge, uh, it's not about ideology. It's about telling classic human stories.
0: Yeah. All right. Jay Schartzer says, thank God Luke is back. My throat was getting sore from all the puking. <laughs> that's right.
3: No, Luke would
0: Callum Askew says, first off, it's great to see Luke again. I just graduated from an arts high school in the Bay Area. We have been force-fed Marxism and CT since eighth grade. I've been watching y'all since the Kyle Rittenhouse incident. Thanks for keeping me sane during that. We try, man, but uh, it takes each and every one of you to share. Like people are saying, like, oh, I'm not getting notifications anymore. Out of sight, out of mind. They want to make sure you don't see it, but if they ban it outright when it's big, it creates a huge uproar, so they got to do it very, very slowly. And I'm aware of that, so I'm launching a website, we're bringing people on, and we're going to try and fight back. It's uh, it's, what, it's, it's what we got to do. But we need each and every one of you to smash the like button, share the show, and help spread the word. At the very least, man. All right. Ski Man from Toronto says, Hey, Timcast gang, great reset is for real. G7 leaders voted unanimously on minimum 15% global corporate tax rate. Lock us down. Force our money to big corporations. Tax them to hell on their new revenue, bailouts, and more.
3: They're not, they're they're not right. even trying to hide it. They use the same kind of generic talking points of building back better in their official G7 pro, you know announcement.
0: Man. All right. Let's see. We got one. Uh, someone mentioned a good book. Where are we at? Where did it go? Jeez. Here we go. AK Kamara says, Tim, my guy, you got to read The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. Yes. The difference between liberals and conservatives is based on differences of moral in, uh, intuitions, not based on logical versus illogical. That's correct. Great it's called The Moral Foundations. And there's actually – I think the book may have only had five. They've since added a sixth, Liberty Foundation. Um, I always try to name them off the top of my head. It's um, it's Care, Fairness, Loyalty – Purity. Purity. Isn't, it, uh, isn't that sanctity or is it purity, same thing? And authority and liberty. Did I say Liberty. I don't know. There's six. And here's my here's my favorite. First, liberals only have two moral foundations, care and fairness. They don't care for authority, loyalty, purity, or liberty. Conservatives have an equal distribution of all moral foundations. The best one. Libertarians only have one, liberty. They don't care about you. They don't want to be fair to you. They have no loyalty to you. They care. They absolutely hate authority. There's no purity. It's just, let me do what I want. Leave me alone hey, I'll take it. If they're not bothering me, I don't care. (laughs) But I guess there are problems in that. Okay. Jonathan Kelly says, I am suffering some uh, from same nerve damage as your friend. I don't know what to do. Docs included specialists don't have much to tell me. I'm in terrible, awful pain all day and all night long, head to toe. Man, sorry to hear it. Uh, Yeah, a friend of mine's got nerve damage in his arms and legs. Yeah. So he can't, you know, play music or skateboard anymore. And uh, I've been talking to him about it. And he said just one day, a few days after, you know, getting vaccinated, he started to feel pain. And they said they think that his his immune system went into overdrive and attacked his nerves. Yeah, at, at least, least people
3: should register with VAERS, Uh if they do have complications. If they have any problems, they should report on it. Uh, <laughs> so at least people know the, the real numbers out there because they're, they're already pretty staggering.
0: All right. Alternative JK says, when it comes to SF, you should look at their current D.A., Chissa Bowden. He was raised by Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers. Wow.
1: Really? Wow. Members
0: of the radical left-wing weather underground movement. By the way, got Luke's normalized critical thinking shirt with good feedback.
1: Yeah, no, he... His parents were really close with Weather Underground and he was literally raised by them. That's not that an exaggeration. Wow. Yeah, because his
2: parents were in prison and yeah, so he was right. raised that's by right. Ayers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I lo- I Bill love Ayers was like his godfather something like that. You know the,
0: you know, his I will, parents
2: are still in prison, I think. I don't know.
0: What, what I do find like really funny about this is that you know, 40, 50 years ago you had these ideologues who were like zealots for their cause. And they they write all these things about how this is the right way to do things. And now it's a total, like, mess and it's chaotic and everything's failing and crime skyrocketing, proving their corrupt moral ideology was broken from the get-go. And now that's being impl- implemented, everything's just burning to the ground. So congratulations on that.
2: There was uh, someone who was with the Weather Underground who was uh, coordinating the funding for Black Lives Matter as well. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Willie Boy P says Tim can't hide his bald head In the Florida heat Without having a stroke That's exactly it I can't wear a beanie in Florida What am I <laughs> supposed right. to do Oh jeez I lived in Florida A fedora in, A fedora That's it In, uh, in January and February <laughs> We were actually able to go out And skate And it was comfortable But nobody went outside Unless they were on the beach
3: Yeah It's different I mean I was out there People were partying Drinking Going to restaurants Having fun It's it's, 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 it's I love it there
2: It's fun in Florida Yeah
3: Alexander
0: Scarpecci says Timcast News should bring Ivory Hecker from Fox 26 in Houston. I hear she is looking for work. That is the woman who secretly filmed her bosses at her local news outlet and Project Veritas is uh, exposing what they were doing. I guess the only issue is I'm sure Project Veritas is gonna fire her, uh, is gonna hire her first. So, uh, that seems, she, she seems like Maybe. a perfect fit for Veritas.
1: Her face is out there now though, so I don't know.
0: Angry Goose says, First time super chat. I'm a trucker and I love listening to y'all chat every day. It really helps pass the time. Keep up the great work. Hey man, really appreciate it. Timeless Ninja says, I need a Trump superhero comic, Tim. Okay. To be fair, we probably will do that because it'll be a hilarious Isn't satire. Is there already of,
1: a manga about Trump?
0: Well, there's like a joke one. Oh, it's called, um, my hero Magadinha. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you guys are, if you guys know anything about my hero academia, but there's a, uh, superhero named all might and he's like super ripped and blonde and like strong so they make Trump look like that. <laughs> I really love the political cartoons about Trump where he's ripped. Ben Garrison. Like, yeah, Ben yes. Garrison. Oh,
4: my gosh. It's
0: like whenever there's Trump, he's all, like, all. I'm like, dude, he's the guy's fat. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of mm-hmm. shape. He eats you McDonald's. All yeah, him. I know. But I love in their version of like, the, the you know, he's like, Argh! and he's like all chiseled and V-shaped torso.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Yeah.
2: McDonald's to like. Winners of the NBA championship one year, yeah, or
3: like some college team. They college loved it. No. Yeah. The media
2: yeah, it ragged great, on them, yeah. but they were all like, "This is awesome!" Yeah. I
1: like a Big Mac. I don't. I don't like McDonald's. I'm not gonna eat I it. Top yeah. three most hilarious Trump moments of his presidency: literally serving Donald's on a silver platter. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's amazing. amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, when he when he said only Rosie O'Donnell, when Megyn Kelly <laughs> was like he called women fat pigs, and he's like only Rosie O'Donnell. There's the McDonald's thing, and then there's Kung Flu, Kung which flu, was, was like, yep. <laughs> I just was like, oh, geez, this, wow.
2: It was, yeah.
0: Heck of a president.
2: <laughs> kind of hysterical.
0: All right, everybody. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe, share the show, and go to TimCast.com because we're going to have a bonus segment coming up. Usually it usually goes up around 11 p.m. or so. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TimCastIRL, where you can share our videos and like them because we're just trying to leverage the existing networks so that we can start moving to TimCast.com. I want to make TimCast.com like a big, massive network. I want it to be a multi-billion dollar media conglomerate that believes in principles and, you know, classical liberal values and things like that. That's what we're working on. Maybe in uh, five years, 10 years, we'll be closer and closer and closer. So that's the plan, man. You can follow me personally at TimCast across the board. This show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Uh, do you guys want to shout anything out so that uh, your social media or... Where they can find you?
1: At Emma on NYC on Twitter. You can, uh, if you really okay. start digging, you'll find my Instagram, but that's not <laughs> for work.
2: <laughs> uh, you can find me every day at thepostmillennial.com and on Twitter at Libby Emmons.
3: And uh, wearechange.org is the website. Top right-hand corner. Just sign up on that email list. It costs you nothing. It's free. And I send you premium videos on there. My main YouTube channel is wearechange. Hope to see you there.
1: You guys may follow me on Twitter at Sour Lids.
3: We will see all of you in the
0: bonus episode where we say all of the things YouTube doesn't allow us to say, including swear words. That'll
4: be at TimCast.com. So thanks for hanging out. We'll see you there. With the
1: Lucky lands Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.